0: Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 27th of May, 2021. This is The Gap, episode 567. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Giroi is back. He's not in his bed anymore. He's in his uh room. How was your trip? Oh, yeah, pretty awesome.
1: You know, just uh up the coast and up to Queensland for a little very short bit and then out into northwest New South Wales, just mm-hmm. hanging out. Checking shit out,
0: drinking too much. That's about it. It was pretty good. Nice, pretty good. Yeah, you you got back before uh, they sealed
1: up the borders and. Uh, I don't. Th- oh, I, God, I don't. Stop. I don't think they closed the Queensland border this time. Something's going on in yeah. Melbourne right now. I think they're about to go into lockdown, which sucks. I feel awful for them, but uh, yeah. No, otherwise, we managed to dodge everything pretty well. I was in the back of my mind. I did have that thought of, mm. you know, what if, what if I,
0: what if we have to camp for three months?
1: <laughs> no, I was more worried about the, you know, what if I have it, I right. test positive, and then they're like, oh, well, we've got to contact, con- contact trace you. And then they're like, what the fuck is this guy doing? He's fucking pinging all over the fucking place. <laughs> uh, I was a bit worried about how that would look, but um, what can you do? Um, yeah. Good good stuff, you know, and listen to a lot of uh, this podcast called The Lovecraft Investigations, which is pretty good. It's, you know, it's positioned as a, one of those true crime mystery podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's fiction, and they invest. They like investigate some lovecraft shit, um, right? It's, I think it's quite well done. Uh, I didn't love the f- like the start of it, but uh, I, it grew on me over time, and yeah, wound up being quite well done. Uh, yeah, and that's about it. Um, and yeah, just sort of hung out, fucking some really pretty places in Australia, if you. Can go find them. Can bear, mm-hmm. to, can bear to drive for. I don't know. I think I did like fucking twenty-four hours of driving total. Yeah, yikers.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's
1: good. Good stuff. Good
0: time to get out. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Let's kick into it. We have a hang on, uh, hang on. Sp- speaking of, of stuff.
1: speaking of getting out, your favorite yes. basketball team. The Lakers, yes. No, that's the Warriors, <laughs> mate. Uh, now you're now you're on the Lakers bandwagon.
0: That's what's happening. You're on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I um, yeah, I, I don't know if I said this last week. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I went to that last game. The tickets, we were looking at tickets the um, uh, as it was leading up to it, and the uh, tickets were pretty dumb. That were they were very expensive compared to. What they normally, I mean, they're normally fucking expensive. Yeah. Um, but they were like stupid expensive. The ones that we were looking at, so yeah. they were like four fifty up in the nosebleeds. Like the sections are normally like eighty bucks. Oh yeah. Um, and then my wife got an email. I, I think it was the day of, might have been the day of or the day before. Yeah. Um, saying that like, hey, uh, tickets are on sale now because she's part of the, the i don't know membership system or whatever it is um and she went in and had a look and they were like the normal prices for basically where we have sat the last couple of times and so she picked up uh two tickets and yeah we went down it was nuts man like yeah they had uh because we that was the second i think it's the second time we've been or third time since they've opened back up yeah um and they like, slowly increasing capacity in these stadiums, like, creeping in there. The last time it was pretty much, like, um, I think I talked about it. It was kind of distance seating and, um, like, I don't know, six or seven sort of spaces between people and, like, a row sort of clear in front of you, like, very uh, distance. And I think there was, like, one or two vaccinated sections. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and the rest of it is pretty sparse out. And this time it was like, I don't know. They said there was 10,000 people there. Yeah. I think there was more. Oh, I think really? there was definitely more. Yeah. Like, I think that stadium fits about eighteen 000 to 20,000 people. And it must have been like half of the stadium was full because it, it was vaccinated sections. Yeah. Um, and because over here they're at like, uh, I think the number I saw yesterday was 50%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vaccinated. Mm. Um, But it was, like, the side where the camera is facing is, like, that's where they had all the spacing and shit. But the rest of it was just fucking jam-packed full of people everywhere. Um, And so we were in a section that was just- there was no spare seats. And, like, you look around. I think I sent you guys a photo. There's, like, one or two sort of sections that were a bit empty. I'm not sure why they were doing that. But the rest of it was just it was tons and tons of people. And it was fucking loud. It was so loud in there. Um, considering it was only like, uh, it must have been I reckon like seventy percent capacity. It had to be something like that. Yeah. Even though they were saying ten thousand, I don't, I do not believe them at all. Yeah. <laughs> They're fucking fibbing. Um. <laughs> so yeah, man, it was a really good atmosphere. The had um, some of my wife's work colleagues went and and they like. Said it was amazing and all this sort of stuff. Um, they were in a, a box seat wow. somewhere, getting pampered. Ooh la la! Um, yeah, but it was just really cool. Like the game went into overtime, and so just the vibe of it was was awesome. It mm. was yeah one of the best games that I've I've seen there. It was just really intense. Obviously they they didn't make it through, but um, yeah, it was just a great game to go and watch. I think it was yeah the best one that I've I've seen so far. So that was. A lot of fun. What do, you, um, what do you reckon
1: of the playing system?
0: Oh, it's going to stay. It made them too much fucking money. The the Lakers it's game. Fucking genius. Broke the Lakers and Warriors game broke like viewership records. Yeah. And then this uh, Warriors and Memphis game went into overtime. Yeah. Um, I think a bunch of the others are kind of blowouts, but yeah, it got people watching it again. Yeah. Um, And so I think it sticks around. I don't know how you change it because I think it's a decent format. It's kind of like if you're in a higher seed, you get a second chance if you lose. Yeah. Um, And so without it being like, all right, well, we're going to have three or two losses and then you're out or something like that. Maybe that is dragging it on too much. I don't know. Because I think next season they go back to 82 games. Yeah. Um, cause this was a, was it like 70 or something? It was a little bit shorter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's good, but at the same time, I, w- I wonder if there's another way that you could do it. Like, I, I'd like to see what the options are of like expanding that bracket a little bit to, I reckon in the West, right. Mm-hmm. I reckon the West
1: is competitive enough to mm-hmm. actually support the format, but I just don't think the East
0: is... I don't think it should be East and West anymore. Like no, yeah, it's true. Years. They yeah. should just ditch it completely. Yeah. It's at the stage where, like, all of these teams have private jets and, yep. uh, like, they can get around all that, thing, that stuff. And you look at uh, what, what was, like, the Lakers and... Warriors, like the sort of bottom end of that Western Conference, like if you would chick chuck them into the East, they would be like fourth and fifth. It's that kind of thing where, um, but at the same time, a lot of those teams are sort of like the West is playing themselves a lot more, yeah. as they play the East teams twice, and so it becomes this weird thing of I think that just needs a revamp of the way it's sort of tournament structure is done um well that's what i was yeah you know, that's is, what i was
1: gonna say like if if so yeah. basically i don't think yeah the east warrants are playing like it was just not worth it's just not worth it like first of all like you can't it's 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 a bigger punishment on the teams in seventh and eighth who already have a extremely hard fucking path uh yeah. to the finals and then the they've teams got to in the West are tanking fun. games,
0: so they don't have to play other teams. Yeah, <laughs> <feel> yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's worked out really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the, the Clippers. <laughs> uh, and who was the other team? The Nuggets, right? Yeah. They were all trying to avoid. And now the Nuggets are not doing very yeah. well. <laughs> uh, uh, dumb. So,
1: anyway, um, yeah, I reckon the playing system is fucking really smart, but I don't think it works with the east west Mm. uh divide anymore so if if they are going to keep it they're going to do something
0: about that in my opinion yeah and that's always going to be a thing of like the east teams are always going to be rejecting it because they're, they're usually the ones with the less uh um wins at the end of the day it's just been so lopsided for so many years
1: it's it's almost it's almost like, you know, the the esports thing, you know? How mm. Aussie teams struggle to get up from out of their region because they're constantly only playing like they're playing a lot more games against worse opponents, you know? Mm. That's sort of how the East goes as well, like they're just constantly playing I mean, but it's it's sort of turning around. I mean, the Knicks aren't a fucking absolute garbage fire anymore, so you know, maybe mm. there's light at the end of this. Too good, New York teams.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one one of them's too good. <laughs> yeah, one of them's too good. One of them has decided to cheat, and uh, they shouldn't win anything. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nets. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's been it's been good. I've been watching a couple of games. Watched the Lakers game last night. Yep. Uh, you know, they're trying. I don't know. Uh, they trying to lose? I'm not sure. Let's see what happens. We'll find out
1: some of the things they're trying. Trying my patience is what they're trying. I'll tell you what. <laughs> holy shit. I thought they didn't look like last year when they lost the first game and then they had everything solved. It looked like they lost the first game and then they were going to lose the second game and the third game and the fourth game because they're playing like fucking shit. Every time Andre Drone's on the fucking court, I want to fucking turn everything off and walk y- off into the fucking forest. It drives me fucking bananas.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Every, every time they pass the board to Dennis and he's standing on the three point line, I'm just like yelling at me don't shoot it. Don't shoot it. Because usually KCP is open. Yeah. But he's like, nah, fuck it. I'll just, I'll clang this. It, it might go in. Probably not. Probably but not. <laughs> I'm going to chuck it up anyway. <sighs> God damn it. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Infuriating. Let's move on. Yep. Let's get on. Get on here. Um, What are we kicking off with? We might as well just go in order. Uh, we've got The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, yeah. Written okay. down. Yep. Um, I fired this up. We talked about it last week. The new PlayStation 5 update. Uh, which enhances the resolution I still couldn't find anything about what it did um <laughs> yep anyway enhances the resolution uh brings the frame rate up to 60 and uh, sort of fixes that initial loading screen which is uh down to about 45 seconds um uh yeah it runs it runs great like it's 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 funny like last year when we were talking about this game how we were sort of discussing whether or not this was going to be delayed until the launch of the playstation 5 um obviously it it didn't but um i I think it still would have been interesting to have this come out on the playstation 5 alongside of it at the same uh, alongside of the playstation 4 because yeah yeah, it, it definitely feels like a lot better and that's just like Every game is going to feel a lot better when you double the frame rate and and go from thirty to sixty. And I think we've talked about how that could. I that I think it should be the standard these days. I don't think we should be seeing a lot more games running at thirty. Um, at least aim for the forty-five to to sixty mark, and uh, let's let's tone down the. You know, I'm I, I do like my graphics, but also I'm at the point where I'm just <laughs> like I would rather it be. 60 because sometimes when they're doing it at 30 it's not even hitting 30 most of the time anyway it's it's sort of between 20 and 30 and it's it doesn't feel great and um but a game like the last of us part 2 felt great at at 30 it just sort of enhances it makes it feel a lot better when you're moving around and shooting and that sort of thing so um yeah highly recommend people check that out if if you haven't played it on playstation 5 it's it yeah it's it's fantastic um that patch really uh changes a few things and i believe they worked on like the haptic feedback as well for the um controller they've they've sort of tweaked that a little bit um so yeah i think it's a really solid update um and i will try to keep checking that out but thought i'd just mention it that uh it's it's really good yeah nice uh
1: yeah. yeah I'm glad it's like I'm I'm surprised that it's not making it at thirty. That's uh I don't know, that's a bit odd, isn't it? What do you mean? Like
0: uh sorry, I think I misinterpreted what you were saying. I think what I meant was that like games that that in the past have come out and that they're they're thirty frames per second games, but yeah. they struggle to hit that right. thirty in certain yep. sections, yeah, and yeah. so you're not actually getting thirty; you're getting yeah. somewhere between like twenty and thirty, and it just doesn't. It's, it, it's so really much hard worse. to digest yeah. that, and yeah, yeah. Whereas a triple A AAA game like The Last of Us will generally sit on that yeah. thirty anyway, and so the the issue comes down to like who can nail the that frame rate, and I think that most games. Do struggle, yeah. And so, if we would up it to sixty, at least it'd feel a lot more responsive and easier to play.
1: Yeah, because the the dips are uh, more palatable because they're not dipping below thirty, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get you now. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, is it like noticeably bigger? I then. I keep. I've been butting up against the fucking storage limit of the PlayStation Five, and mm. I I knew it was going to happen. I just yeah. I guess I didn't realise how quickly it would happen. Because uh, mm-hmm. I've got like you know it's it's what eight hundred gigs in the PlayStation Five, eight thirty three it- or some shit. Yeah. Once you uh. once you eliminate the space required for the os doesn't it get down to it's, that?
0: it says it is 650 fucking hell Oh, well, maybe
1: the xbox series x is 830 once you get the os or and, and everything it's secured away for for caching and whatnot so yeah 6 fucking yeah that
0: just you piss through that so fucking fast yeah, yeah i had to delete a bunch of stuff cuz yeah I couldn't install this, uh, the game. (laughs) Yeah. I I had to delete like a bunch of um, uh, PlayStation Plus games that I sort of had on there. And it wasn't a lot. Like, I think I've got like five games installed at this point. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck else can I delete? Like, I don't want to delete NBA 2K. Like, I still jump in there every once in a while. And I'm like, "Uh, all right, well, I guess I'm... So I deleted like Days Gone, which I was playing recently. And then some um, uh, Oddworld and like Maquette. Um, a bunch of that sort of stuff. It's just like I'm looking at it, being like, "There's not really a lot here I can delete anyway." Yeah. So w- w- that's a issue. But I've not looked into the um, extended storage solutions either. The plugging in a USB device and messing around with that. So maybe that is the the, the solution at this point, as rough as it is.
1: Yeah. Like it. I think at, at some point, it's is it saving you all that much time? That's the question, right? Is it saving you? that much time to transfer it to a hard drive, an external hard drive. Because you can't play off any of the externals yet, right? Mm. There isn't... No. I don't think you'll ever be able to, because they've only got... It's got a USB-C, but if I recall correctly, it's not rated. I believe I went into it in my review on thegapodcast.com. Yeah. I don't think it's rated... at a high enough speed because they're using USB-C like like uh, 2.2 sorry uh, fucking whatever it is USB-C USB USB 3.22 is what you would require to meet the basic standard of an M2 drive and they're using 2.21 or something like uh, Mm -hmm. 3.21 or something like that um. So yeah, I don't think like they, yeah, there's ever going to be a, a hard drive, which is a shame. But then again, they are advancing. I, I just don't think, I don't think they can backwards compat USB tech that in that mm-hmm. direction. So you're going to have to do the internal expansion. But they still haven't yep. rated any hard drives for internal expansion, right? Like, mm. I've seen some people like install their own hard drives and they can get it working I've seen a couple of people get it working um, but they're not technically authorised by PlayStation yet I don't think those are out yet yeah Um, because obviously you know they require a certain uh, read write speed for those uh, hard drives so yeah
0: yeah Anyway, Guess we'll see. We will yeah, have I to think the, the sort of main concerns that I remember reading, and I don't know um I don't know where it came from, but it was like that they're working on the internal storage solutions for yep. the, the the new um the new console, but also that I think the thing people were worried about is how hot that thing will run because of the design mm. um just how it's designed and where the fans are and that sort of thing. I remember reading that, uh, something about that. So I don't know, I guess we got to wait and see like w- what the answer is and if they come up with a better solution to uh, hot swapping games from a yeah. an external drive to like your local drive. Obviously is going to be a lot quicker than downloading a game every time, but I also don't want to like <laughs> download you know, we talk about like Call of Duty, right? That thing is like fucking 300, 400 gigabytes, and like imagine having that on your console, and like wanting to play one other game. It's yeah, such a fucking nightmare. But if they had a solution in there to to transfer that stuff really quickly, um from the hard drives, and that'd be cool. But I think at the end of the day, they just it was too. The hard drive is too small. Like it yeah. needed to be at least a terabyte or something. Um, so yeah, it sucks. That's the way things run. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. Let's keep going here. We got uh, two. I don't even know what this is. Graven.
1: Graven. Graven. Uh, came out today. Uh, on, uh. in early access, and I've been playing mm-hmm. it this morning. Um, I've been tracking a little bit. Uh, for a little while because it sort of gave me some. Um, some. I guess heretic vibes. Remember Heretic oh, or yeah. Hexen. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I was pretty interested in seeing how how that would uh go cuz you know, uh, I've a soft spot in my heart for uh Heretic and Hexen. I, I I don't know why, I just thought they were such a clever twist on uh on a pretty classic idea. Um mm-hmm. Being made by um, Slipgate. Slipgate, oh, yeah. uh, who've done... Sort of have a pretty good history in remaking or remastering these old school games or bringing these old school classics into the 21st century. They did, like, um, Rise of the Triad and... Um, what was that? What was that fucking... Super dumb one. Um, Kingpin. Um.
0: They, they made Kingpin?
1: No, no, they, they, they did the 2020 remake of Kingpin. Oh. They got a, they got a good fucking grasp on revisiting that sort of shit. Um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like they've got a decent understanding. Um, so far, though, I've just found it really dull. I've got
0: mm-hmm.
1: one spell, and uh, it I, I light people on fire, but it's sort of like if you had a fucking Zippo lighter and you held a Zippo lighter on someone. Like, it doesn't seem to do all that much damage. So... Right i'm just sort of sitting there fucking pissing away what mana i have and i don't have loads of mana and you gotta it does it uses like uh on the ground pickups and you don't appear to regen mana naturally so if you don't have fucking mana you can't cast shit you gotta go find more mana and um yeah you wind up in this situation where like i just don't use the spell so i've got a fucking staff. And so far, the game is just a lot of me fucking whacking cunts in the head with this stuff. But I'm a priest, not some sort of fucking warrior. And so every single fucking... I'm just coming up against zombies. They, they can kill me about three hits. But I take mm-hmm. about fucking eight hits to kill these cunts. And so I'm just sort of circle strafing, hitting these cunts. So it's basically just a... Uh, holding d and w and pressing lmb a lot and turning mouse very slowly so i can fucking circle strafe and (laughs) hit people over and over again because the other thing is like you're doing this these quests and it seems like to actually like light something on fire without just hitting it and exploding as well you need to use your fire spell but if you pissed away all your mana trying to light these zombies on fire to save yourself two hits, then you can't light them on fire, and so you got to go find fucking mana, and that's just, yeah. I don't know. So far, it's just felt a little bit tedious, and I feel if I'm into the... Like, I got into the hub world, and I went to the blacksmith, and I bought this fucking uh, crossbow bolt arm cannon thing... And then stepped into the next level and found that weapon on the ground. So I just pissed away all my fucking gold for no reason. So that that didn't really fucking feel very good. Like, why introduce me to, like, they deliberately point you towards the blacksmith character. And then, like, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like a fucking bit of a fucking stitch up. On that one. Like, just... Don't... Like, have it... If it, it's immediately going to give me this fucking weapon... Don't fucking... Don't have it available for purchase. Hmm. And why have anything available for purchase... If if you're just going to, like... Give stuff to the player... As soon as they enter a level. Uh, and you also only... You've got fuck all ammo for that as well. It just feels like... It's really... Like, like too much survival or something? Well, like, I just don't understand what, what they're driving at, right? Like, I don't understand what what they want me to feel out of it because mm. what I'm getting is, like, okay, I'm, I'm super weak and these enemies appear to be super strong. Mm. But it's, it's just translating into tedium. And I was hoping, you know, the Hexen or Heretic uh vibes uh either you know running around the fucking sword lopping cunts up or fucking casting fucking you know lightning bolt lightning bolt, lightning bolt uh over and over again and fucking fucking people up that way and i don't mind circle strafing casting a shit ton of magic because that's the old school shooter vibe right like I, I you know the bunny hopping around the fucking place and it does appear that i think you can bunny hop i I was getting a fucking fair chunk of speed timing my sprint jumps well uh i can't i don't know if i you've got infinite acceleration but it did seem like it was rewarding me for bouncing so i like that um but yeah you just wind up in this situation where you're like. What are you, like? What is this game trying to achieve? What does it want to mm-hmm. be? I've heard people describe it as an immersive sim, and I am convinced that those people don't know what a fucking immersive sim is because I'm not getting any of that out of this. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. At this point, it's running around with a fucking club or a staff, uh, smacking fucking zombies in the head. Over and over and over again. And yeah, it's just not that interesting. So I needed to fucking pick up real fucking fast or I'm going to bounce out. I understand it's early access, but this is not a first impression that they should be giving to people. It sort of sets a tone, right? Like it makes me think that if this is, you know, most people will generally if they hate a game or not, not enjoying a game, they'll bounce uh, pretty early on. So this is this mm-hmm. is the fucking... This is how you capture people. And it starts off with a fucking five-minute boat ride. Like, it's a like fucking old-timey half-life or some shit. And then, yeah. Non-stop circle straight from one whack and cunts with a club. Like, yeah. I'm torn. Either that is the experience that they're aiming for in which case I don't want any fucking part of it or it needs to dramatically uh, revisit its starting experience because it's just not good so far Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so anyway Graven I would not recommend it at this point under any circumstances but I'll continue to play it a little bit and see how it goes I managed to get um, go for like 15 bucks it's on a little bit of a special, but you also get the, uh, if you pick up, you know, NBA 2K21, the free game um, mm-hmm. on Epic Game Store. Um, right. You can get a 15, you get a 15 buck voucher. So it was, oh. yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get a punt for 15 bucks.
0: But yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Anyway. Um yeah, it, it, it very much looks like, uh, like you said, sort of Hexen, um, those types of, like, not as... I guess they, they took a lot of inspiration from games like Quake and Doom, but then threw in, like, a bunch of ma- magic elements into yeah. them as well. Yeah. Um. So I, I would sort of expect it to be a little bit more, like faster paced and as opposed because the way you're sort of describing it makes it sound like it's more of a survival game, like managing resources and, and, and that sort of thing, as opposed to just fucking blasting everybody with these stupid powers. Right. And that's not how it should be. And it's, it's less, it's, it's more like,
1: uh, if you play doom, but, uh, and you only had a fucking chain gun, Mm. Uh, but you only ever had four fucking bullets for the chain gun, and so like right. you piss that shit away immediately, and then you just had to go punch everything, and so you're constantly yeah. running around trying to find ammunition, uh, and yeah, so it does it it has the scavenging of a survival game, but it's not supposed to be that sort of game, and I don't understand,
0: yeah, what they, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, and Doom had that solution of, uh, you know, you switching sort of, uh, at least Doom Eternal did, like switching to different types of weapons. And then if you ran out of the thing that you needed to use that weapon, the ammo or whatever it was that, that charged it, um, then you could do moves on the characters and then get back the ammo really quickly. Yeah. And so it was this incentive of having to always be in the face of whatever it was you were killing um, which rewarded you with being able to kill more things quicker, and that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah by just having like no, like nothing on the ground to, I don't know. It just it seems like a very different type of game. Um, yeah, maybe they end up fixing that sort of thing, but it seems strange. I just don't really know what
1: they're what they're going for, right? And I get the mm. feeling that maybe they don't either. But yeah, I'm not about it so far yeah fair enough Raven. All right, uh, what is next lab rags yep is what is this next? I can't find anything on it uh, So I, I, don't, I, I think I saw it on the on Steam store uh, in the like in the new and trending list and it was free mm. and I'm like oh, I'll have a squiz of this I'll have a squiz uh, sure. it appears to be basically just a Uh, almost like a student project to experiment with some like simplistic level design and some physics based puzzle solving and uh, yeah, like it's not very complicated. It doesn't take very long to finish. Um, There's not really any story. It's basically just puzzles. Uh, puzzle platforming first person puzzle platforming which I you know I like Um, you're a a lab uh, ragdoll character like the fucking I don't know what were they the crash test tummies Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah you sort of make your way through these rooms but the trick is that when you die you leave a ragdoll behind uh. and you respawn somewhere and you can use those ragdolls to get through the levels so you might just like okay. dump one of your old bodies onto some spikes and then you can just walk over the spikes uh, and not and not die or you can use you know you, as you go through the game you sort of learn new forms of the ragdoll uh, so the first one you get is like a box form and you can use that and sort of hold it in front of you uh, to like block uh, bullets from hitting you or, or stuff like that. And so you wind up doing that sort of like working out how to get through a level while you're learning how to best use all of these, uh, these different ragdoll bodies and the the puzzles aren't I don't think they're com- terribly complicated and you can uh, very easily circumvent most of them once you get one of the uh, one of the forms uh, yep. it sort of breaks the game um, but yeah like apart from that uh, it's just I don't know I like puzzle platforming and this was uh, it just intrigues me uh it's a interesting spin because like dying on a puzzle is actually sometimes exactly what you want to do um and there's a bit of a interesting uh i don't know there's a a challenge to dying in such a way that it actually serves your purpose as opposed to like yeah i don't know there's this sense that there are wasted deaths and there are valuable deaths and determining which is which is there's like a bit of a existential uh nightmare going on there as you try to work out whether or not that death was worth it or not didn't take me very long to finish it all maybe like an hour um there are some more achievements that I don't care to hunt down um but yeah, just, I don't know. Good little pl- puzzle game. that. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Takes hey, it. You finished it, you said? Yeah, yeah. Quite quick. Okay. Uh,
0: but worth checking out, it, and it's free on Steam. So Free on Steam. It's called uh, Lab Rags. Lab. Uh, not to be confused with Lab Rats, which is what kept popping up when I typed in um, <laughs> that. So. What's Lab Rats? Uh, Yeah. What is it? I don't know. I'm assuming it's a, it looks, it also looks like a puzzle game. So. Lab Rats game. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Cool. Um, Uh, It's not out yet. So I I don't know. (laughs) Stitcher. Yeah. All right. Um, Excellent. Let's move on to, I just switched this order up quickly, but we'll go to the next one. Knockout City. Oh yeah. Um, is a uh, a new game from EA. I'm not sure if you've heard of them, Electronic Arts. Um, this is a... Uh, I think we, we've mentioned this a couple of times, this one. It's basically a dodgeball game um, where you are playing in a, a team of, of people. Uh, it's usually three, three versus three, but there are a couple of different game modes in there where you can go like four versus four. Uh, but I think the default game mode is... Uh, two teams three versus three and you have a bunch of different uh, levels or arenas in the game Um, and the idea is to eliminate opponents um, using uh, dodgeballs that are throughout the environment you do this by throwing them at opposing players and every time you hit them they lose a uh, a bit of health Um, and eventually if they lose all their health they get knocked out and you get a point The Game itself is, uh, very like cartoony. Um, it's got, a, a, like a Fortnite-ish sort of cartoon character style vibe going for it. Um, you know, it looks, looks pretty decent. Um, but the, um, the actual game itself, the way it plays is, uh, I guess a bit deeper than what I thought it was going to be, um, i didn't really i don't know like it looked kind of cool on the trailers and things that we saw but i just thought it was gonna be a little bit too um maybe easy or too casual i guess was the word because i kept seeing like characters throwing dodgeball bo- throwing these balls at other characters but it was like an auto aim type of thing yeah. i'm like oh it looked kind of weird Um, but you kind of have to sit down and play the game because, yes, there is an auto aim mechanic in there. It kind of locks onto the characters on the screen, but there's a lot of intricacy in the, uh, like, throwing the ball and also trying to dodge the ball, and then there's mechanics that are, um, like, if you throw a ball at somebody and they catch it, it, like, powers up the ball and gives it, like, um, a bit of a buff, and you can do that a couple of times, like throw balls backwards and forwards between players, and they get more powerful and more powerful as they go, which means that they actually glide through the air a lot quicker. Um, and there's uh, there's a way that you got to sort of time the catches in order to grab these balls. And as they get buffed up, they become harder to catch because they're more they're just coming at you way quicker, and if someone's right next to you throwing this ball, it's it's you know you got to really have the timing down pat to, to be able to catch it. Otherwise, you get hit. Um, and so there's like stuff like that, little mechanics and like uh, passing the ball to your player in order to buff it up before you actually throw it to somebody else. And and uh, there are ways that you can like curve the ball around corners. If you lock onto somebody, you can press a button. Um, and then like throw the ball and it'll curve it around a wall and and it can still hit somebody there's a way you can like throw it over over walls so up into the air and then down onto the ground sort of like a lob ball um and uh yeah there's there's like ultimate abilities where you can pick up other players in the game and use them as a ball and like charge them up and throw them in the air and they sort of uh are able to guide themselves around the map in a in a area um and launch themselves into the ground and then it will do a bunch of damage and and so there's like all these different ways that you can interact with the game that uh i just kind of wasn't really expecting um i just thought it was going to be a bit more i don't know like <laughs> tamer like kind of just throwing balls around but um yeah there's just more to it than what i what i thought it was going to be and so I've been playing a bunch of it. I've maybe played like an hour and a half, two hours, and I think it's a, I think it's a good game. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, there's some, uh, different balls that you can find throughout the environment that uh have like unique abilities. Um, there are like bombs that will explode in a radius. There's like a multi-ball that gives you uh, multiple balls to throw at people. There is a ball that will cage an opponent and turns them into a ball for a couple of seconds um and you can pick them up and uh, i was you can throw them at other players but i was just throwing them off the edge like like uh smash brothers sort of style yeah um if i was close enough to an area just like oh fuck it like free 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 uh point for my team um And so there's, yeah, there's all these different balls that you can sort of interact with. There's only certain points in the map that they do spawn. And it kind of, uh, it really focuses on team play a lot because, um, when somebody has a ball, you can like rush at them and, uh, use one of your abilities to like knock the ball out of their hands. And so if they're holding something, you can, uh, you can stop them from like throwing that ball at someone else and sort of dislodge it from their hands and then try and grab the ball and throw it back at them. At the same time, if you're with a teammate, they've got a ball, you don't have anything. You can hit the other player and it'll sort of, it stuns them for a short, a short moment. Like they kind of get flung up into the air and thrown around. And so it gives your, um, your teammate time to, to throw the ball at them while they're kind of in the air and and stuck a little bit. And if they're not paying attention or they've, Uh, they've missed that moment you can really hit them um and and do some damage and so it really rewards you of like staying with your team and playing around them because if you go off in the corner and try and do your own at least from the experience that i've had in the game uh you you sort of getting a bit of trouble like you kind of want to snowball and just roam around and try and pick off players and um you know throw the ball back and forward between your teammates in order to buff up the ball and. it just, yeah, it, I was not expecting to like this game and I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, have you had a chance to check it out at all yet?
1: Yeah. It's not very good.
0: You don't like it? <laughs> no. Are you playing with shit teammates? I've won every single one of my games and come MVP. I'm amazing at this game.
1: Uh, I won <laughs> all but the game I got dubbed into uh, halfway through the third round. Uh, which hmm. is an idiotic mechanic. Uh, I don't want to be match made into a game that is basically over. It's a complete waste of my fucking time, but right. uh, it does it. So that's cool. Um, I lost that game, uh, obviously, because my team was playing with just two players for most of the fucking third round. Uh, they'd won hmm. one round, uh, but I guess after losing another, they they're some dipshit left. And I got dumped in. Couldn't make up the fucking difference. Uh, I th- I mean, the, I, the thing of it is, I don't really disagree with you. Uh, I think there's a lot going on here. I just don't like how it does anything. Um, I just don't see the... I just don't see the essence of it. I don't see the fucking point of it. Like, what? Are, why am I doing any of this stuff? Why am I in this game, playing, uh, f- for for what purpose? Like, I guess to to cosmetics to win to succeed yeah. for the like the pure competition of it. But it's a sort of nebulous concept of this competition. You know, like you get in these situations where you're sort of like there's, there's not enough fucking feedback on, on what success looks like or uh, what failure looks like. And you so you, you do all these things and you might hit someone and then it'll be like double KO out of nowhere. And you're like, how, how did I fucking double KO? Like, was it, was that for me or were they, was it just announcing? I don't understand. Mm. Like, there's something to be said for a robust fucking score system so that I can track whether or not I'm doing well or not without having to press escape and then go to fucking statistics, uh, which is evidently the
0: method of doing that. Uh, yeah, I've pressed tab a bunch of times and been like, how the fuck do I bring up the score? Right? Like, like- you can- The score is on the screen, but I'm like- Who is on? Who on my team is shit? Who do I need to fucking babysit? Basically, who's dying a lot? (laughs) Yeah, but like, who do I need to cherry pick off the other team? Yeah, that that could be a maybe. That is why as well. They don't want you to be like, who is the weak link on this team, and just fucking go after them. Um, I I don't know.
1: I keep getting matched up against clearly pre made teams. I can't tell if that means that the other two people in my team are pre made as well, but like. Yeah, that shouldn't be happening, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm queuing solo, it should put me in a fucking solo queue because there's a clear, like, advantage, like you were saying, to the ability to snowball, and I have to make that advantage work by deliberately following my fucking teammates around uh, as opposed to doing something that I would actually find entertaining, like pulling off giant flanks and shit. I have to, I do, I wind up fucking babysitting my fucking teammates the entire fucking time just to make sure the snowball works or to counter the inevitable snowball of the other team. And I don't know that that means that this game has already been fucking solved, but like, it does feel like there is a, like every game feels pretty fucking one note already. And it feels like a lot of people, I don't know if they discovered it via the beta or like me, they just fucking picked it up really quickly. Cause it's very fucking obvious. The snowball is how teams play like immediately. That's just what they do. And, yeah, like, certainly there is more depth than what is going on in the game at this point. Uh, I'm sure... I don't think it has very low skill floor. Uh, I've seen people compare it to Rocket League, but I feel like they fundamentally misunderstand how Rocket League functioned, how how it was so simple ...to pick up and play. That's not the case mm-hmm. here, right? It is quite easy to pick up and play. Like, if we were to compare it to... ...probably its real analog is Rocket Arena, right? This is a much better attempt than Rocket Arena. Uh, mm. But it's still flawed, extremely flawed... ...because, yeah, if, if you compare it to Rocket League... Right. All you need yeah. to do is drive a car into a ball. That's it. You understand the basics. If as long as you can fucking, as long as someone's taught you to press right trigger to go forward, that's it. You understand Rocket League, right? Drive the big fucking ball and push it into the goal. You cannot. You have to be fucking Mowgli to have missed the concept of fucking soccer at this point, or the concept of cars. So that's it. But that's not the case here, right? Dodgeball isn't ubiquitous, despite what fucking Vince Vaughn would have us think. And the basics of how to play this game aren't immediately fucking obvious because there is a lot more going on. And you are supposed to There's fucking-
0: There's like a seven-part tutorial or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and like Which is, it,
1: I think the tutorial is pretty good. It's it walks you through it. But the yeah. but you don't need a fucking tutorial for Rocket League is is I guess the point, right? Like hmm. as long as like you could have a fucking a splash screen that says press R trigger drone of fucking ball and that would be enough for Rocket League to get someone started. But it's not like that in Knockout City. Hmm. I think that's a huge fucking difference, right? And it means that the base level of how people play this game is immediately going to find itself like it's going to plateau really quick because the skill floor is actually higher than people think you know oh it's got auto aim and you know it's you know it looks like a fucking rip ripoff and um some fucking poochy motherfucker won't shut the fuck up uh, over the announcements all the time and it's super fucking hip cat cool the original dogs from hell bullshit like none of that fucking like all it serves is to deceive people into thinking it's a kids game and therefore easy to pick up but it's not it's not easy mm. and and so you wind up in a situation where yeah you fucking it, it will take people some time and I've been noticing, yeah, my teammates clearly don't fucking get it half the time, but if I follow them around and wait for they'll throw the fucking ball at someone and I throw it half a second afterwards, and that's it that's a hit every time if they hit as well that's that's the knockout but if like it doesn't matter there there's there doesn't appear to be some sort of like immunity phase where after you've just caught a fucking ball you can't be immediately fucking plonked so all I need to do is watch my teammate and throw the fucking ball at the same person that's it and it doesn't seem that complicated Uh, and I don't know what you're supposed to do about it except like when the other team tries to do it to you right all you need to do is that back to them Right, and you wind up in a stalemate where you're just trying to find, like you were saying, the fucking weak link and pick them off with these fucking double shots. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so you want like there's a element of coordination that leads to like such a huge disparity in in the ability to to win that obviously exists in a lot of other games, but it's very immediate. It's very close to the fucking. Skill floor of fucking uh, knockout city. I was just going to say rocket arena. And I think mm-hmm. that's, that's, yeah. That Like, you can't get away from that. Also, like, if you can get above someone, th- they're done. Because you can't look. It's like your dogs can't look up. Like, you can't fucking look above fucking 75 degrees. Have you noticed that? Like, you drag up and he's like, and you. There's a cone above people where they cannot fucking look at you. And there are a number of platforms in that game where you can just fucking stand over cunts and blap them. Like, wait for them to get close to the wall, and they do have to get close to the wall so they can fucking jump up it. And then you fucking... Once they're close enough, they can't look up far enough to catch the fucking ball. Like, I don't know. That seems like a huge mistake. And I feel like... (laughs) I've only played the game for like 90 minutes. I've uninstalled mm. it. Like, I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't, I don't I really want to play it and I'm not going to review it. So mm. I'm done with it. But like, I've only played it for 90 minutes and I've I've already f- found a bunch of ways to exploit how to fucking play it. Like, or ex- very easily exploit it. Like, that doesn't. You play ranked. You jump in there and. I don't want to. Good team. Like. <laughs> I try to imagine watching people play this and it's literally just going to be like three people clustering up. And when one of them goes down, the other two are going to fucking bail to find where their teammates spawn so they can cluster up because otherwise they will just get fucking snowballed done. Uh, There's yeah, that doesn't seem very interesting. I don't know, man, like I just don't it. I I wonder what the fuck EA is trying to do with this
0: shit. Hmm. Who is this for? Who was Rocket Arena yeah. for? Like, who are these games for? They're releasing these games that are, are sort of they they seem to be marketing to them towards kids, right? Um, but they're also like you're saying. Uh, I think that the systems in here are more complicated. It's it's there's a lot going on. But at the same time, it's, like, 20 bucks. Like, it's not a free-to-play game. I think it should be a free-to-play game. Um, And also, they've got, uh, like, season passes in there and cosmetic items and all this sort of thing. Like, they're going- They're trying to do the thing that Fortnite does or that other games have started to do, like uh, Call of Duty- um, Warzone, where it's like battle pass systems, and Apex has it in there, right? But they're also double dipping of being like, hey, you can you can get all this stuff, but you've got to buy the game first. Yeah, it's twenty dollars, and then when you get in here, there's a there's a battle pass system, and you can buy coins and all that sort of thing, and and it's just like it just doesn't feel like it should be a paid game at this point. Like it should be a free to play game, and then keep growing that community that way, as opposed to just being like, well. We've sold this many copies, and it's probably not going to get any bigger. Yeah. Um, like, you look at- you look at, um, Some of the other games have done this. Like, Fall Guys obviously took off, and it was huge, but that's kind of gone now, right? Like, as far as I'm aware, it's got a big community on the- um, PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. Because it was free on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, if you had PlayStation Plus. It's obviously uh, free on the Xbox Game Pass, if you you know free, if you're pay, yeah. you're obviously paying for a subscription. Yeah, but it, it should have just been like this should just be a free game off the bat. They shouldn't be charging for it. They should just try and build up the community that way. Yeah, because um, I just don't think it's going to have an audience. You look at what was that Xbox game? Um, I feel like we mentioned this last week we're trying to think of the fucking name of it, but it was similar. It just died really quickly. It was from the team that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did uh, uh, battle something? I feel like it's battle something, but it's not, is it? Um, um I'll look it up.
1: Xbox exclusive yeah. brawler. Uh, no, that's that's not a good fucking. The, yeah anyway i don't know whatever but like they were yeah.
0: charging money for that game and like i played it and i was like yeah it's got some stuff like but you're not going to pay that much money for it like that thing will be dead and it's dead it, they they killed it like a couple months in yeah um and i feel like this is going to go down that same path because it's not um how many people's playing it right now what's it called uh knockout city there's like five thousand people playing right now it says on steam yeah um Which is, that's fine, but that's also the first week of it being released. And I feel like that is, like, what else do you add in a game like this that gets people into it to be like, to build that community up? It's not like a Dead by Daylight, which we'll talk about soon, where they've got a hook to it, right? They've got something that will entice players into it because they keep picking from all these other pieces of horror, Uh, Whereas, what are you going to put in a game like Knockout City That it's like, oh, I want to really play that. Like, I'm going to jump in there and check that out. Um, Yeah, I just think it's a huge mistake that it's not a free-play game off the bat. Uh, I think it would have exploded a bit better um, as opposed to sort of a mediocre um, launch. Maybe less than mediocre, I don't know. Like, Yeah. yeah. I uh yeah, I don't know. It just makes me super
1: it's uh, what's like Yeah, I don't know, just worried, right? Like Who's in charge? Who's fucking who's behind the wheel at EA with this shit? It just has me concerned that Battlefield's gonna come out and it's gonna be some fucking whack shit. Right? Yeah. there'll be fucking meddling executives who have put their thumb on the fucking scales and be like, you know, what we've found is that people want blah. And honestly, I I wish I could work out what the fuck blah is because this is the second game, the second multiplayer-focused, multiplayer-only game from EA that I have no idea who the fuck they're making it for um and yeah i'm just really fucking I'm confused man i just i worry it makes me worry about the future of of their other multiplayer only franchise
0: uh and yeah i don't know i don't know yeah anyway uh I've, I've i'm having fun with it um i don't know how much more i'll play but It was a free game, and I thought I'd check it out. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, that game we were thinking of was uh, Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Um, Edge.
1: What a memorable game.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I had to go look up, like, Enslaved, and then, like, who made Enslaved? Oh, it was Ninja Theory. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, cool. I got there eventually. Anyway, uh, moving on, we've got next up Dead by Daylight. They did their fifth year anniversary stream um, the other day where they basically revealed a a bunch of content that is coming up and talked about it. Uh, I might talk about the um, sort of like the roadmap they've got planned for the next year. Basically, um, they've been doing like a lot of rework in the game, sort of bringing it up to scratch for the new consoles and new hardware that are out there, as well as um, I guess like refreshing a bunch of the old technology because it's been out for for quite a while now um so they basically mentioned that they were do- doing like they'll keep doing reworks with some of the older content so that's that involves like updating some of the maps giving them a, a pass over um updating older character models including um the survivors and the killers and uh, just giving it a bit more of a, a ui overhaul was one of the other big things they'll be working on um, to just bring it up to date uh, and it'll allow them to do um, some extra things going forward. Uh, they talked about like um, matchmaking changes, which will be coming. Uh, they're looking to try and give players an incentive to play certain roles. Like if, I guess if there um, are too many killers playing and they're like not enough survivors, like trying to incentivize people to switch roles and go play survivor um or vice versa uh i don't exactly know how they'll be doing that but i guess that's something they'll be working on um they'll be updating the um the ban system and uh, implementing like an auto ban for certain players that get you know a, a lot of reports in a, in a quick amount of time um so that's something that'll be coming eventually um what else was there um they talked about like Updating the game design, like introducing new mechanics into the game that will um uh, allow players to do different types of objectives um or like interact with the game in different ways, and we can probably talk about that with this new update they'll be doing very soon. Uh and, and basically like how they'll be implementing new um chapters going forward with with uh working on like balance changes relatively quickly um once they've actually introduced these killers so uh, that'll be cool and um one of the other gameplay changes was the totems in the game these are like these little skulls that you can break um as survivors and uh it basically will uh get rid of a killer's perk um, if they've got something that's running on them. Um, they'll be introducing a new system called like boon totems, which will buff survivors. And uh, they didn't really go into detail how that will work, but it's just another uh, a way to, I guess, change the, the game system in there. Um, and they'll be also making changes to the Mori system, which is the way that killers can quickly kill a survivor in a um, stylistic way. And also the key system, which is a way that uh, survivors can leave the game early through the hatch. Um, I guess the reasoning behind that is kind of feels a bit unfair at this point. Um, you don't really feel rewarded in certain situations, so they'll be trying to to change that up. I think the way they'll probably go about it is um, basically ditching Moris completely and, and making it more of an incentive to, like, get... As a killer, like, once you get all of the hooks, then you can do a Mori on the last killer that is... Sorry, the last survivor. Like, I feel like it's going to be something like that. Um I don't know. That's just kind of what I'd do. Um, um, hang on.
1: But doesn't that sort of, like, rob players of... Isn't the Mori system <clears throat> sort of a counterplay for shitty survivors
0: no because it's something you need to take into the game before you even start playing and they've got three i think there's three in there in the moment there's there's one which is you can kill the last player by hand when no one else is alive yeah this is after they've they basically need to reach the last phase of death and the other one is like uh kill all of them and so like you, you don't actually know unless you're keeping track of players' names and, like, if you've got a list, and it was like, I'm going to take this Mori in this time. Yeah, I told um, you. I generally, it's just like- I bring a list. <laughs> you've got I a list. list, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, And so I think they're going to just change it up and to be, like, more of a reward system while you're actually playing the game. Uh, I could be wrong. Maybe they'll be just redesigning that that thing to take in, but um I don't know at this stage. They haven't talked about it, but it's just sort of, like, giving hints as to what they'll be changing moving forward. Yeah. Um, One other thing they've changed, uh, which is currently in there at the moment, is a tutorial system. Um, They've gone back and reworked the tutorial. Um, They've updated a bunch of like UI text um, notifications in the game. They've introduced bots into the game as well in the tutorial, um, which will help players learn how to, I guess, survive better. Um, I think that's a really cool change. And uh, yeah, that's sort of like a quick look at what they'll be doing going forward in the next year. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff there, um, which is cool. But the other thing that they talked about and they showed off is the uh, Resident Evil chapter, which will be coming out in a, just under three weeks. This was the, um, they've been teasing it for a little while now. And this is the first time they actually revealed what is going on? And it is a it's a big one. This is um, this is massive. This is basically, um, they haven't done an update like this for a, a long time. So it's it's going to be a brand new killer, uh, two new survivors, and a new map. the The last time that they did an update like this, I think it was back when they did the Stranger Things update, uh, where they had two survivors and a killer. Uh, generally, they do. They usually do like one killer, one survivor during the update, and and a, and a map every once in a while. Um, this is everything. It's, it's they've gone. They're going all out with this Resident Evil thing, and I think it's a good decision. This is going to bring in a fuckload of new players in this game, even though it's already like a te- top, you know, fifteen, top ten game on um, on Steam. Mm. Uh, th- this is going to be m- massive for them. Uh, so. Basically, uh, I might run through what it is because I've, I've played a bunch of this. Uh, it's on the test server at the moment. Um, so people, if they want to, they can go play. I think you can even play it for free if you don't own the game. Um, um, cool. You can just jump in there and play it. But basically, uh, the Resident Evil chapter will focus on the killer, the nemesis. Um, he's huge. He's massive in the game. He's the tallest killer in the game right now. Um, he's, a, he's a big boy. That um, He has a bunch of, of different perks, but... Uh, I'll go through his his power first. Basically, he has a uh, tentacle that he can um, lash out in front of him and hit a player or another thing in the environment, and it will infect that player, um, I guess, with the T-Virus, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I'm not a fucking Resident Evil nerd, so I I can't tell you what it is. Um, But he infects the player, and then... uh, they don't take any damage, but if they are infected and then they are uh, infected a second time, that is when they are able to take damage. Um, so okay. he, he lashes out, he hits them the first time, it will yep. infect them. And if they're infected and they take another hit of damage with the infection, then they take uh, proper injury uh, hit. And so his, he basically ends up hitting people with this ability and he grows in power. And he's got three tiers of this mutation that he grows. He works similar to like uh, Michael Myers, where he's got tiers of of power abilities, except the difference here is he can't go backwards. He goes goes from tier one to tier three. And once he hits tier three, he stays there all the time. Um, When he gets into tier two, he's able to use his tentacle to break uh, breakable walls or break uh, pallets in the game. And, um, once he gets to tier three, he's able to do that. Plus the reach of the tentacle is a little bit further. Um, so it's, it's got a bit of a distance. Uh, it's not like super far in front of you, but it's definitely like gives you a bit of reach and it's not easy to hit these things either. Like they are a very narrow line. Um, it takes some getting used to. And so that's his Basic ability. He comes with a bunch of different perks as well. Um, One of them is called Lethal Pursuer, and it allows you to see every survivor in the game at the start of the game for up to seven seconds. What? Um, So you can can basically, you know exactly where they are. I guess unless they've... Fucked. Unless they've got um, abilities that will stop them from doing that. I think there's some counters in there, but you can, you basically, off you go. He That's ain't ridiculous. quick. He's not a quick survivor. He's going to take some time to get, sorry, he's uh, not a quick killer. Um, he, he's quite slow. And so he's going to take some time to get over there. And, um, but it gives him some, some speed. Uh, the second one is hysteria. Um, whenever you, um, Put a survivor into an injured state with the basic attack. Um, all other injured survivors get the Oblivious status effect for 30 seconds. Oblivious makes it so that you cannot hear the terror radius. The, of the um Yeah, the heartbeat of the killer. And so you you kind of want to hit someone and then run and go try and find other people. Um I think this might get a bit of a change because like I said, he's a big boy and you can hear him when he's coming. He, like, he makes he makes some sound, some stomping sounds. All right. So I'm wondering if they'll if that is something that will stay the way it is. Um or if they're gonna tone down his stomping a little bit because uh, I think it gives it away. I think it gives it away too much. You can kind of hear him stomping around coming towards you. Yeah. Um but it's still, still a cool perk. Uh, the next one is called Eruption. This one's really cool too. Uh, basically, you're able to kick uh, generators um, and it highlights them in yellow for you as an aura. And whenever you put someone into a uh, dying state with a basic attack, it uh, instantly regresses that um, those kicked generators by a percentage. And it causes anybody that is working on a generator at that time... Um, to scream out so you'll actually know where they are and it puts them in uh, incapacitated for a couple, it's, it's like 15 seconds. Um, that is, it's, it's a cool like regression tactic because you can actually go around, kick multiple generators and then punch one person and it starts, it just regresses all of them by 6%. Um, the status effect of incapacitation is not a lot so um it's not a lot of time like if you're not near right. somebody else you're not going to be able to find them so um it's still a cool perk all, all three of these perks are really cool um i don't think they'll get changed too much the way they are except for maybe hysteria just because of the amount of noise he makes but i think the other ones are a lot of fun Um the other thing is that he has zombies in the game. So every time you play against the Nemesis, he has zombies because he's from Resident Evil. So he's gotta be he's gotta have zombies. Uh these are AI controlled um characters that spawn in the world, I believe, and I could be wrong about this, uh, but I've only ever seen two um spawn at any given time. It could be that there's more, um, but I feel like, like there's only two.
1: I, I thought there was three in that video you posted in in the Discord
0: yeah maybe uh maybe there's more but um anyway uh so he's able to see the auras of the uh zombies in the map um which means that if a zombie is near another player they will start chasing them and they don't move particularly quick they are quite slow in their initial spawn um but if you if you see one like with its arms out like moving towards something, you know that oh, it's it's probably chasing someone. Um, if a player makes noises, it will start going towards that player as well. And so they're always you've always got to keep a lookout for these zombies because if they hit you as a survivor, you get infected. Um, but if you're already infected from either another zombie or um, from the nemesis, then you take damage. And so they can be, very lethal because um, you might be on a generator and one stop's coming towards you, and all of a sudden, like you've got to now try and kite it away from the generator, otherwise, it's going to be there all the time. Um, I think it's a really interesting mechanic. Yeah, I wasn't right. sure how they would work in the game, but I think they're. This really changes things up. This is, I think, it's a really exciting change. Um, I think they've got a bit of work to be done on them because. Um, I think they need to be not around hooks because uh, you can, at the moment, the way they're currently working in the test build is that uh, if you're on a hook, they will kind of, they can camp the hook. And so if someone else is trying to come and rescue you, uh, that can cause you problems because you've got no immunity when you're off the hook. And if they quickly turn around and hit you, then you're down again. Um, right. So I think they need to put like a radius around the hook or something where they don't go into that initial area and just kind of stay away from hooked people. Um, there's some cool uh, add-ons that Nemesis can actually take into the game with him to make, like, zombies quicker. Um, like, once uh, generators start getting done, he can, like- um, I put a video up on on YouTube of, like, if all the generators are done, it will spawn a zombie in the exit gate. And so you open the exit gate, and there's a fucking zombie standing there. Huh. Um, and so he can do things like that. But I think it's just such a fascinating mechanic of, like, having- ai characters in the world that can affect what is going on uh because it can in some of the closer knit maps like um the stranger things map uh or the new raccoon city map if there is a zombie in a hallway you can't get past it you've got to try and find another way unless you've got an ability that will allow you to get past it because it will be blocking your way out and um as the nemesis, you can use that to your advantage. Like I was in a, one of the maps the other day where somebody had um, was looping a house. They went inside of the this house and I stood at a window while this zombie started coming through the front door and walking in the front door. And uh, I basically just stood at the window and looped backwards and forwards while the survivor didn't know what to do because the zombie was coming towards him (laughs) and he couldn't get out of the room anymore. And so he ended up taking a hit from the zombie and going down. Um, Like he can really play with the zombies as like another team member, um, even though it's an AI controlled thing. And so um, that stuff is really cool. Uh, The only way that survivors can get rid of zombies is by um, using pallet stuns on them. Or I think you can use one of like I've heard people say dead hard works, which is an ability, but I don't... Or breakout. Could be breakout. Um, I don't know if it does. Uh, So it's something you need to test, but I think there needs to be like another... I don't know. Maybe there needs to be some tweaks on the zombies because I don't think using a palestin on the zombies is worth it, to be honest, um, to kill them. Um, The only thing it does is it negates the killer from getting the power from that zombie because the ki- right. the the zombie um, can be killed by the killer and it will give them more power Thentical to power. mutate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so the, the risk reward there is, you know, you're getting rid of a zombie, but you're also buffing yourself up. Um, and they take, I think it's like 16 seconds to respawn back into the game. Um, but if they're in a spot where you feel like they're not going to be very helpful, like in a corner of the map where maybe someone won't be running around, then you might as well get rid of them hopefully they'll respawn somewhere else but uh anyway i just think it's such a fascinating mechanic that is completely unexpected i think everyone's been surprised by by this um addition because it's just so wild and it really changes up the game it's a lot of fun I, I think that it's uh one of the best killers in in a while he's just so cool to play um because i have been i've been playing a bunch of it and he's um he's very fun uh the other two uh, survivors are Jill Valentine and Leon from Resident Evil. Um, they're they're all they're both really cool too. This is a, overall a freaking awesome update. They've spent a lot of time on this. So Jill has uh, three perks. One of them is called Counterforce. that basically it allows her to um, cleanse totems quicker. It's twenty percent uh, faster. And when she cleanses a totem it shows her the aura of the furthest totem for a couple of seconds. So she's able to go in there and um, kill totems really quickly. So if you're the type of kill that's running uh, a totem build, mm. um, she's going to be a problem for you. But again, like, she could be, you might not be running any, so she could be just doing dull totems, but getting points. So there's that. Um, she's got Resurgence, which is basically um, after she is unhooked from a hook. Um, She's able to instantly uh, heal herself like 50% of the way. Um, So she comes back super quickly. And then her next one, which is really interesting, uh, it's called Blast Mine. Uh, When she's completing a generator, once it gets to um, a certain percentage, and in this case, I think it's about 50 to 66%, somewhere in there, um, depending on the tier. She... um, She's able to put a uh, a trap on the actual generator. And for the next 45 seconds, if the killer comes over and kicks it, they get blinded and stunned um, uh-huh. for a wow. certain amount of time. And uh, that is really cool. That's such a, like, interesting. I've always wondered, like, um, I really enjoy playing Trapper as a killer. And there's not really a lot of trap type killers in the game there's the trapper who can put bear traps down and there's like the hag who can put down teleporting um, little markings on the ground yep. but other than that there's not like a you know there's not like trapping abilities and so to bring this over to the survivor I think is really cool um, it's it's basically uh, another tool that you can bring into the game uh, as as you and it's not like you've got infinite amount of them um, right. you've got to have you've got to be doing objectives in order to to, to get this ability. Um, I guess if you're getting generators that are regressing all the time, you can come back and, you know, you get another one of these things, but yeah. it's not like you're running around just fucking planning them on all the generators and all that sort of thing. Um, it's a good way so- to stop, like, to give survivors, like, a
1: tool against, you know, when- One of the most common things I see- is is mm. that moment when they've accidentally left three generators in a small triangle next to one another? Yeah, and three and general. you're like, okay, well, you guys have lost this game, and it can be quick, or we can drag it out for as long as you fucking want. But this yeah. one's over. Like, you cannot win this anymore. Uh, it's a good way to st- like give survivors some way to get out of that mistake, uh, yeah. because it is it, like, and I'm not i'm not a rank one killer or anything but it is literally always a failure state for survivors they will i've never had them get out of it because they just can't it's too easy to fucking like it's even like the slower fucking uh killers can still loop three fucking close gens generators fast enough to stop and kick them constantly
0: yeah yeah
1: so yeah that's a good idea
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a really fun one. Um, and then the other survivor, as I said, it's Leon. Um, he has also some really cool abilities. He's got one called bite the bullet, which makes him, um, make no grunts of pain while he's injured and healing himself. Um, there's another perk in the game called iron will, which, uh, if you're injured, you don't make any sound. Um, and so it's harder for the killer to track you. The difference here is um, when you're using iron will and you're healing yourself, you make the sound of like bandages healing. And so you can hear if you're a killer, someone healing themselves like that. Uh, this one works differently by you, you still make pain sounds, but if you're healing, um, you don't make any sounds at all. And that, that applies for you healing someone else as well. And so you could quickly unhook someone run behind a tree or something and then start healing you and the other player and maybe the killer comes back and he can't hear anything. So Mm. um, that works really well. Um, The other one is called Rookie Spirit. Um, This one allows you to see generators that are um, regressing. Uh, So if someone has kicked a generator as a killer and they're regressing, it shows up as an aura for you. Um, You actually need to have this ability triggered by completing skill checks um on the highest level it's three skill checks not a lot Uh, so it's not like you start off with this ability to begin with but you get it pretty quickly um it just means that like if you've got a killer that's running around kicking generators um and you know that one of them is quite close to being done you can then go run over to it and uh, stop it from doing that because you know that can cause you a bunch of problems uh but his best perk and the one that i love using is called flashbang um Basically, once you complete a percentage of a generator, very similar to um, to Jill, this one is uh, 50 percent 50 at its highest level. You are able to make a flashbang by hiding a locker and pressing uh, one of the buttons in the game, and it gives you an item which is a uh, a flash grenade that you can then use to to blind and stun the killer. Um, yeah, this is this is really cool. It's basically it's basically like the firecrackers or the fireworks that they had during the um some of the events they've done in the past. But Luna, this is something yeah. that you can craft yourself as opposed to taking in the game. Uh, what I've liked doing is um, creating a flash grenade, going back to a generator, and then uh, basically completing that 50, 50% again because uh, it's it's like a little timer that counts down. Once you complete it all, you're good to go. And so you can actually run around with two sort of charges ready to go. You've got the one in your hand and the one that you can go and make again once you've used it. You can't carry two. You can't carry the grenade plus another item uh, like a flashlight or a med kit or a map or a key or anything like that. Like it is considered an item, um, but you – you place it on the ground and after a couple of seconds it detonates and it it'll flashbang the uh the killer. I just think that's really cool. I've been running it um running around using it quite a lot because it's just fun to just f- fuck with killers like that. Uh, yeah, that's his last perk. I think this all of these are really cool. There's such a like interesting. They've clearly spent a lot of time on this and I think it's going to pay off for them quite a lot. They hit their steam peak um all-time concurrent users or players yesterday after the update, which was, I think, 86, 87,000 on Steam alone. Damn. Uh, So people are, like, excited for this update for sure. Everyone jumped in to check it out and was playing it. Um, There is a new map coming as well, uh, Raccoon City Police Department, which is, I think it's the biggest map they've done. They've recreated the police department from resident evil and it's in the fucking game now it's bonkers it's insane yeah Uh, it's it might be too big (laughs) oh really (laughs) too big it did seem to keep like again i've only you know gone gone based on the video you chucked up that was my first game so i didn't like i'm trying to like how do i get downstairs okay all right fair enough this is how i go down here and like it Definitely going to take some time to get used to used to it.
1: Like you were continuously finding new you fucking. You're like, oh yeah, okay, these stairs go somewhere. Uh, okay, this. I'm um, okay. I'm up up on the third <laughs> level, I guess. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on here? It just
0: keeps fucking getting bigger and bigger. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is- um. Some. Like, I think it's it's such a good map in terms of its aesthetic and the way it looks like the actual game. They basically the, just recreated the- The remake. Like, yeah. Map. Yeah. yeah. The police Department. Yeah, That's it's crazy. Uh, I just think it's too big. I just think it is right. too big. Um yeah. But m- maybe they'll- I don't know. Maybe I just need more time to play. Because I've, I've only played it the one time. I got in there the one- I played so many matches with mm. with other fucking maps. And eventually I got in there and I'm like, oh, sweet. Um, which is why when I played that one, I killed some of the guys pretty quickly. Um, yeah. And one of them got down by a zombie. And or, and so- Or two of them actually got down by zombies. And, um, and I was like, I'll just pick them up and run around and look, yeah. look and go explore a bit but uh I've, I've just been watching other streamers play it and it just seems like such a big map so, like they could cut it in half or something and just have half the map it'd still be a lot of fun to play um but anyway it's it's um yeah it's i think it's gonna be one of the best updates they've put out in a long time they've just spent so much time putting everything together and it all looks freaking sweet all the like all three of those characters, like this is one that I would probably, I, I would buy it. Like I usually unlock the um, in-game killers using the in-game currency, yep. uh, which I don't usually pay for because um, mm-hmm. I've got just got so many points to, I could just unlock them. But this would be the one where I'm like, yeah, I'll buy this because all three of these characters, I think are really cool. Um, they're just so fun to play. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, um, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be really good for this for the community at least it's going to really boost it up cuz um, I just didn't realize how excited people are for for resident evil at least yeah. it's uh seems crazy yeah. yeah uh I uh
1: I really want to you should just stream it like I I don't I I don't know <laughs> Yeah you should just stream playing it like why should I stream playing it? So I can watch you play and then I don't have to fucking... I get so fucking nervous playing that fucking game, man. Like, it's like... Really? My chest constricts and shit. I just so desperately want to play that version of the game that I'm always talking about where you're making sure that the survivors are having a good time, but I also don't want to get fucking punked on. And it's just like fucking ugh, anxiety. I can't fucking, I don't know how you put in the hours you do, but uh, I do enjoy watching you play it. So you should just fucking stream it for me. That'd be much better yeah. than me having to fucking play it.
0: It's, it's um yeah, it's a lot of fun, like just running around. And the first first couple of times that I've run into zombies, like not expecting them running around the corner or thinking yeah. it's another player. And then all of a sudden like, oh, that's not a player and then them like coming after you and trying to hit you and um it's just sort of brought back that that uh horror aspect of it that we've not seen in a couple of those killers have been like uh all right where is where is this thing coming from like the um the Michael Myers or the uh yeah. Freddy Krueger sort of stuff where you know something's around but you're not really sure like the last kill they did um was uh trickster and he's wearing this like bright yellow uh, suits and like purple fucking baseball bat. And, like I can see him coming from a mile away. Like you can, yep. you know, it's coming. Um, there's uh, the twins that I've talked about before. And like, you can hear the little, uh, I don't know what Scuttling. little baby thing that yeah. runs around and like pounces at you. Like you can hear him coming and, and that sort of thing. It's like, this is the first sort of time in a while that, like holy shit, there's <laughs> this thing is like scaring the fuck out of me. Cause yeah. I can't hear it because it's yep. hit someone and all there's a zombie around the corner and um yeah, it's just a lot of fun. So it's cool. I um yeah, we should we should jump in at some stage and, and check that out. I've been running boosting on run, then- uh killers. It's disgusting. Cause they've reset the ranks and they fucked it up the other day. And I'm like I'm like rank. I started at like rank 17 or something. And I'm like, Oh, oh this is going to be disgusting. I've just been destroying killers. It's good. It's really good. Um, nice. but yeah, yeah, man. It's good fun. Really nice. Good
1: fun. Yeah. Uh, you should just make that video public. Why is it unlisted or whatever? So Cause let- I just, I was just going to show you guys. Well, that. let everyone watch it. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely people should check that out. It's on Game Pass if you if you've got Game Pass. Game, Daylight, for a Game Pass for PC. Is it? Um I'm not sure. Let me check. Um hmm. I can't I can't tell. I think so. It's it's asking me to install and play it, but I well, press install my devices. Like if yeah, if it's it looks, asking like it. if it's telling you you can install it, right? Yeah, seems to be. Seems like it's on PC. That's obviously not going to get you the the updates. And oh wait, it does. No, it doesn't. It doesn't come with the the updates. But you know, at least you get a feel for how that game plays and um, what it's sort of like. But uh, absolutely. Recommend it. I think you need to update your review as well to like ten. Wasn't your biggest complaint that there's like no tutorial system, (laughs) or like the tutorial system wasn't good? Still not, still not better, but still not
1: good enough. Yeah. Um, I read that
0: was like fuck. What's it going to take? God damn it.
1: (laughs) Fuck this guy. (laughs) Um. Yeah. Goals. Well, hey. At least you. At least you got to play a good game this week.
0: Yeah. Instead of because. Garbage. <laughs> what is garbage? Um Biomutant is out.
1: Fuck out. I hate biomutant. I, I I don't know what I don't I don't know if it's like just sort of churned in my brain into this thing that is more than what it is, but I don't just dislike it. I mm. hate it. And, like, I always want to work out, I always want to, like, you know, the essence of what I'm about as a games critic is working out what it is that makes me fucking like or dislike something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I know why I dislike Biomutant, but there is definitely something intangible about why I fucking hate Biomutant. There's there's a gap there, right? The gap between, the gap. Hey, that's the name of the show. Uh, the gap between disliking and hating, and I can't. There's something inexplicable in between yeah. that fucking area that I can't. Five hundred
0: sixty-seven episodes in, and we still haven't figured out what the gap is. is that? <laughs> <laughs> the, that's it. That that is the the gap is
1: that area. The, that's the podcast is that area between dislike and hate. That you can't quite put your finger on. We're only going to
0: do those games from now on. That's it. Fantastic. I'm <laughs> stoked. Um,
1: yeah, I. There's so much to. Oh my god. There's so yeah. much to dislike about this fucking game, man. I do there not is. understand how it is. People, <clears throat> it is. I don't understand how it's as divisive as it is because the things it does, I don't understand. Like the things that it does that I dislike, I don't understand it. How anyone enjoys that. Like it could like that. Like, or, or just, or if you are enjoying it, I pray this doesn't happen or, but, or they have not noticed it. Hmm. and so having it drawn having you know someone draw their attention to it is going to shatter the glass and then it's going to rapidly transition into suddenly hating it Uh, yeah that's my worry I hope we don't do that to anyone if you're enjoying Biomutant uh, and we do this to you I sincerely apologize but holy I've done this to you in the past fuck yes you have Uh, (laughs) um like, yeah, it's it's. Let's get through the good stuff first,
0: okay? Because it's well, gonna be it's let's, quick. Let's talk about what okay. what it is. Like, okay, it's go on. um, it's it's made by a company called Experiment One Hundred and One, who is a uh, Swedish development studio, <clears throat> founded from a bunch of like ex uh, Avalanche Studios, um, who worked on like Mad Max and Just Cause, uh, team members, <clears throat> uh. It's not a big team. It's a it's an indie team of like eighteen to twenty people. If you I looked at the credits and there's not doesn't go very long. Um, it's not a big team at all. And back in twenty seventeen, they were picked up by um, THQ Nordic, and this is their first game that they've been making for I think since twenty fifteen. It's the first one they put out, and so it is basically an action RPG set in a post apocalyptic world. Where you're playing as like a furry creature, like raccoon type um, animal, <clears throat> and um, you go out and exploring this world, where there is like it's you sort of discovering characters and other things that are in this place, and also like what has been here before, like the old Current day and like how things were put together and like old train lines and weird, weird things that we take for everyday stuff that we use and like them trying to decipher like what is this stuff, Um, and so it's set up in this like cutesy, um, almost like what was that uh, what was that Ubisoft game that we played recently? It's the same sort of art style as that, like very colorful and very bright and vibrant. um, Ubisoft game. We're, we're fucking terrible at this. Uh, the <laughs> Ubisoft was it last <laughs> the Ubisoft open world game that was like very you know it was like Gods and Monsters or oh yeah it, Phoenix right? Rising yeah Immortals right. Phoenix Rising yeah I I, I
1: yeah. don't I don't know how you've made like I could have picked that one pretty fucking quickly I just don't know how you fucking made the connection between BioMutant and Immortals.
0: I'm talking about Phoenix the world Rising. and sort of like the colors and the character, that sort of thing. <clears throat> it's like this very art, colorful, bright, right. uh, whimsical sort of world. But at the same time, the tone of it is just completely all over the place. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's just it's really strange. I think the best thing that this game does is like it's world built, like it's world, it's yep. ex- exploration, and the car- the character customization screen. Um, I think is unique and interesting. It's like a dial wheel that you can kind of move around in a circle, um, and it makes your character like uh, buff and uh, skinny, fat, that sort of stuff. Uh, you can go in and tweak the the look of your character and like um, you know his colors or her colors and uh, different like aspects of its stats, uh, and then you can take that what you've got and, like, give that code to somebody else and they can input it into their game. And it's like, yeah, there it is. There's a seed and it's generating that. Like, that, that, I think that is really cool. But I think that the thing that- It's such a
1: a unique and different way to make any number, uh, any number, millions, millions of combinations, any Mm. number of extremely ugly player character that moves like uh, some sort of puppet- Yeah. On, like, on a string handled
0: by someone. Have you taken that swimming yet? (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, what are they- (laughs) Well, it's It's a dog, right? So I should- You know those toys you used to get and you'd put them in, like, water, like a swimming man, like like a submarine Steve or whatever? And he'd fucking- His arms would be like this? Yeah, that's how this thing swims. Yeah. But- But what I was gonna say is that like I think the customization screen is really cool, but I think it tells you everything you need to know about this game is that it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you're like making this character putting stats into certain parts and it's like making its arms bigger or its head bigger because it's got a bigger brain. Yeah. And then you get into the game and none of that matters because you level up. And those points that you've gotten in that character are minute. like there's no point to it. Yeah. And so it's this idea of well, why the fuck did I just spend all this time making this character that I don't really like the look of it anyway, but I wanted all these stats and it's now made me look a certain way. But at the end of the day, that's there's no point in doing it. Like I should just restart my game and make the character that I want to make and make it how I want to look. And then when I get to level two, I can just fucking I'm, overleveled where I was anyway. It's just, like, there's no point to it at all. Yeah. And I think that's telling for the rest of the game. There's a lot of stuff you're doing. There's no point to it There's because there's just so much going on. It's a, it's too ambitious.
1: It is, way, it, it is like a team of 20 people tried to make fucking Breath
0: of the Wild. They tried to make a Ubisoft game, which yeah. Ubisoft, like, Assassin's Creed has- like 12 studios on it, like thousands and thousands of people working on that thing. And they just kept like, I don't know, feature creep or something was, was going on. And like, we need all these systems in here. And, and, but by the way, there's only 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. And like so
1: much of it is desperately unnecessary. Why is there a crafting system? Why
0: is the inventory management so fucking? I think the crafting system is really cool. But, but why is it in so there? So poorly explained. Yeah, like wh- what? What are they thinking? Adding that
1: to this, like this fucking game, as it already exists. Like just fucking do the loot. Don't fucking. Oh well. Now yeah. Well,
0: well okay. Well we've got to have like parts. There's got to you got to find parts. It's, it's very like Fallout, right, where you can switch parts in and out. But instead yeah. of that, you're building weapons, and and I didn't know there was a crafting system. F- five hours in the game, I was like, "Where are my weapons? Why have I only got two fucking How did melee you miss items?"
1: because it? that's the fucking best thing. Oh yeah, it does. It absolutely does. You probably you probably missed it because it was in one of the. Literally billions of moments it's where the game <laughs> robs you of fucking control. As as Club said in his uh in in the Google translated version of his Norwegian review for gamers.no, uh, it's extremely extreme in taking control of you. Um, but uh like seriously it robs you of control every fucking three seconds i was doing the fucking first outpost uh you know you take over an outpost because it's an ubisoft game and you roll in and it
0: (laughs) thq ubisoft (laughs) fucking
1: like you walk up and like three dudes are standing there and like you stop moving like i see them and i'm like bringing my fucking crosshairs up to start blacking these cunts not that it matters but like I always shoot people until I'm out of ammo and then I bash them to death just to do anything different. Mm. Just to slightly vary the combat. Yeah, I go into this fucking outpost. It drags away my fucking control to show me these three guys. And it'll be like, this is the first wave in their fucking Stephen Fry fucking mimic voice. And then... That's when I'm allowed to fight him. And then I run a little bit further on and there's a guy in a cage and I'm like, okay, well, I've got to rescue that guy. And then it, like, steals control again and drags it over and zooms in on this fucking guy in a cage. He's like, you'll have to rescue this guy. I'm like, I fucking knew that, motherfucker. Like, what else was I going to fucking do? And what is really fucking good about it is when it, like, it's not enough for it to, like... This... Still the first outpost... I get to the next fucking arena... And there's a sniper... Right? It felt... It felt like this entire fucking sequence... Was basically... A summary of... The... The many things I hate about this game... But... It drags over to this... Like I enter the thing... And I see the sniper... And it's like... Drags over to the sniper... And it's like... That's a sniper! I wonder how you'll get him down... That pillar doesn't look very sturdy. And I take two steps and then there's three guys in the arena and it drags the fucking control away and over to the fucking three guys. It's like, that's the second wave. I'm like, motherfucker, just let me fucking do something. And then I walk over to go and I start hitting the fucking pillar. And nothing's happening, nothing at all. So I start shooting up into the thing, and I get a red crosshair. I get a fucking red marker that hmm. indicates I've hit something, right? As far as I can tell. But I didn't get any fucking numbers come up. So now I think I have to shoot this fucking platform somehow to make it fall down, or shoot the pillar, or shoot something because I got a fucking it was a it was a bug. I got a faulty indicator that. I had successfully done damage. I, I assume I hit the sniper or, or something through a fucking... A hole in the floor or some shit. I don't, I don't fucking know. But I'm standing there fucking blapping this thing. Pointlessly. While these other three dudes try and get me. I kill the other three dudes and then... I turn to shoot the sniper. I'm, I'm like, I'm just going to fucking shoot him while he's up there. And I shoot him once and then bang, cuts in. Drags control away. Over oh there's a guy a big fucking fat monster dude and it's all of this every single one of these cutscenes none of them is fucking short right? it's not like it just like fucking snaps over it drags the camera over pans over and then zooms out to the perfect fucking spot and then holds Mm. there while fucking Stephen Fry guy fucking yaps until and, and then I'm allowed to fucking play again and the whole, and like, ah, oh, I'm supposed to lure the big fat guy to knock over the pillar? That's the success thing? <laughs> yeah.
0: He's or supposed to charge at it. Yeah.
1: I stood underneath it. He missed the pillar somehow. And then, but he was, he was then trapped underneath the pillar. So I just had to wait for him to fucking like, and proper trapped because they they've, They've done something like for some reason, collision is like really important in this game. It's unbelievably important to them that collision functions the way it should, which in, you know, I guess most in every game, I appreciate the attention to detail. Right. But in this one, it fucks things up constantly for no reason at all in this case he like was bent down when he was charging at me and then when he stood up he couldn't make it out from underneath the pillar uh the platform he was i guess his head was colliding with the top or something and there was a like a little lip underneath and he couldn't fucking walk out from underneath it so i just had to wait for him to do a charge and then he had to for some reason he had to charge the pillar twice. Like what the fuck mm. is the point of that? And that insta killed him too. So it wasn't even a, it wasn't even an interesting fight. All I had to do was wait for the fucking monster to charge the pillar twice. And right. because he glitched himself underneath the platform itself, it just it was just a a matter of time, really. It was just a case of waiting. For, but another time I put a fucking video up on fucking Twitter, where I had to, I got locked inside a room. It was a reward room, one of the vaults that you find. Uh, and if you saved and closed, the door closed, and then you couldn't fucking open the door again for some idiotic fucking reason. Uh, and so I was stuck inside. I had to revert all the way back to a save game earlier, five minutes earlier, and I had to do this boss fight again. It was like a world mm-hmm. boss fight. Not that complex a fight, but like, you know, I'm a low level. Uh, he had a lot of health. And that was when I was reminded of, like, if I run up to this big fucking thing that's, I don't know, eight stories taller than me. Mm -hmm. uh, My guy collides with, like, the fucking gut of this thing. His head collides with it. So when he swings to punch, the swings are too low to hit. You know, like, you know, in fucking... Fights where the tall guy puts his hand on the little guy and just holds him while the little guy just fucking swings at air. That was what was happening, except the fucking, this dude's fucking fat, this monster's fat belly was doing that because they're so fucking, they adhere to the concept of collision so fucking closely that that was enough to ruin my ability to fucking hit this thing, which is honestly insanity I cannot believe that is how that fucking works not to mention like the amount of times you'll fucking do a combo but he won't have like locked on to the fucking correct person or he won't have locked on properly or something and he'll just fucking do kung fu moves in like at fucking nothing at all and you're like well Hmm. that was fantastic useless and someone just shot me but fantastic I really enjoyed the animations um it's it's Made all the better because I made a fucking weird squirrel thing that has giant eyes and a weeble wobble head. Um, so that's that's great. Uh, I look like I should be a Kung Fu Master if uh, Kung Fu Masters are those... What are those collectible dolls everyone collects? The giant heads, you know, the ones. Funko anyway. Pops. Funko Pops, yeah. If it was a fucking Funko Pop uh kung fu master that's basically it that's fantastic i love its pieces uh, couldn't couldn't have gone any better um i don't know how to change fucking weapons i found a fucking flamethrower and I can't change to a different gun. I'm still using the same gun that I got at the start of the game. <laughs> uh, I can't. Yeah. I just. I've given up. I spent literally fucking two entire minutes <laughs> clicking on everything in the inventory, showing okay how to change my fucking gun. I can change my fucking sword. I don't have another fucking sword. Uh, or my my glove. Sorry, I can change my this punching glove. This is the same glove, thing
0: I messaged Clem
1: about the other day. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with this shit? Yeah, I do not understand. Oh my yeah. god, and. Uh, I haven't I'm not even fucking I haven't even gotten to my least favorite thing yet
0: like you, the other day when I was like how do I change weapons because I found oh, yeah. like a right I found a gun and I, I messaged you guys because um, the game wasn't out at this point yet and and for reference Cleb who's been on the podcast a couple times he, he was the lowest review on Metacritic mm. um, until the game was released and someone someone sniped his podium spot um, and <laughs> But, yeah, I couldn't figure out how to change guns because it's in such a weird spot. Like, the UI is terrible. It does such a bad job. It's like, hey, change your, um, here's your character and you can, like, equip all this stuff here. But you've got to then select the hand and then press a trigger button to switch it over to ranged weapons and then go in. And it's just like, why does it have to be that complicated? (laughs) Why it's just such a, a, like a strange system to all the UI is just such like a mess to, to go in there, like leveling up points that cause there's like side points and upgrade points and some other thing. And you're like, you go into a menu and it's like close combat, melee combat, dual wielding. And so you click on that and, Everything in that that actual tier list is already ticked, and you're like, I've already got all this stuff. Like, right? Why? Why is it here? What, what,
1: what do I get the, what, from looking at this then? Like, why would you <laughs> fucking yeah. make me look here?
0: Yeah. Holy and so you just go through shit. this list of like eight items, and you click on the first one, and all the things in there are ticked, and you're on the second one, all the things in there are ticked, and you're on the third one, and, like all of them are ticked except for one, and you're like, all right, well, fucking fair enough. I guess, I guess that's what I'm getting. Looks like this I'm the now one doing I'm spending points here. Power punch. Such a weird, yeah. The, like the crafting system, what I was talking about before. Um, I, the first time I went into there because I I've been playing this game for five hours, five or six hours, and I went and watched someone's review, hmm. um, and then they were talking about the crafting system and how like he hadn't played. He spent like eight hours playing this game, and then he he got in. He found there was a crafting system because he got to the the boss and was getting slapped by this boss, he's like, "Why can't I?" Like, where are, the, where are the weapons? And so he eventually found this crafting system. And I was like, what are you talking about? Crafting system. I'm Because I'm in the exact same spot. I was using the same two weapons that I had. And like one that I found, I just thought it was really strange. And so I then went into the crafting system and it popped up with a tutorial. Like, hey, this is the crafting system. Here's how you craft stuff. Crafting is very important. I'm like, well, fuck. Why didn't no one tell me this beforehand? Um, and crafting is basically the way that you get new weapons. But I didn't know that. So I'm running around with... The, oh, the, it's
1: the just, junk, yeah. It's, such uh, it's... Anyway, my least favourite thing in the game, the thing that drives me the fucking battiest, is that the entire fucking thing is told in second person by a narrator. Yeah. And what it actually translates into as a function of the fucking game... Is that you have to stand... You go and talk to a person... Because it is a fucking RPG... Where you talk to people... You go and talk Mm -hmm. to people... They speak in gibberish... Mm -hmm. And then... The translate... The fucking narrator... Translates for you... But each one of these... Fucking conversations... Requires... Two fucking... Multiple... Skip presses... So you can... (laughs) Fucking get through this shit... I don't need to hear... Someone fucking... Make up fucking sounds, and I I recognize up front that it may be an actual language, and if it is an actual language, I apologize.
0: It's called gibberish in the menu.
1: Okay, thank fuck. Because, Jesus Christ, what a pointless fucking mechanic. Why does that exist? Why do I need to fucking skip through it and then yeah. listen? Oh, he says he's wondering if you'll ever be able to find the... Watch And
0: I'm like, (laughs) just (laughs) fucking save them! (laughs) Yeah, I don't (laughs) need to hear this thing talking crap for five or six seconds. Just let me... And and the thing is that the the subtitles don't come up until after the narrator has started talking as well. Exactly. Oh, my God. So it's not (laughs) enough that you have to
1: fucking... Also, the fucking gibberish loops. It actually loops. You You hear it it loop so fucking quickly... Which makes me so much angrier for reasons I can't put my fucking finger on. But they didn't even fucking record, like, a couple extra lines of fucking gibberish. God damn it. And then, yeah, you have to skip through the gibberish and then you have to skip through the narrative speaking so you can read the fucking subtitles. Right? Like, Mm. what the fuck? What the actual fuck were they thinking? Right? That is endearing for half... Half of the first conversation you have, and then yeah. it is tedious, fucking yeah. annoying.
0: Why? Why would anyone enjoy this? I do not this, understand. I mean, this, this comes back to the thing I was saying about the customization screen. And I think this is the another one of those other things of, like, the fact, like, why is this in here? And the fact that they thought this was a good idea. Like, a designer said, hey, let's have all the characters in this world speak gibberish because they don't, you know, simlish or whatever it is. Like, it's a different language. You can't understand it. Yeah. And then we'll have the narrator translate what they're saying. And someone said, that sounds pretty cool. But then they put it in the game. It's in there working. And someone said, that's great. Yeah. Let's leave it. It wasn't like they put it in and was like, this isn't working. Let's yeah. do something else. They left it in there. Someone said, yes. This is This yes. is amazing. We have fucking,
1: we've landed on, this is the thing that is going to take us into the next echelon. Uh, You know what probably happened when I, when I think about it is what probably happened is you were probably, I I developed a, I've developed a, a very, you know, good double tap technique so I can skip through the fucking gibberish and get, and, and the narrator speaking Uh, to get to the point where I can actually acquire the fucking information I require. Uh, I've gotten to that, you know, I've got... It's it's a technique. It's a skill check, right? At this point, like, you go... Yeah. Right? What probably happened is you... Like, they were telling you about crafting and you hadn't gotten that technique down just yet and you accidentally triple clicked and then you belted through the crafting thing because that was absolutely happening. Before I understood... My uh, Before I had my technique, I would fucking tap to get through this fucking bullshit, right? And I was skipping fucking dialogue where I was like, uh, I feel like I missed something there. Whatever. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't fucking care anymore. I'm just fucking- Every time that fucking old wheelchair motherfucker speaks, I'm like, <laughs> nobody fucking cares you have never said anything interesting and my biggest fear is talking to you is going to require me to be a fucking child again which why does that exist why do they have these fucking moments where you're playing as a child they don't seem to have any impact on the fucking game it's backstory horse shit that doesn't impact your character as far as i could tell i think like what the fuck is the point? Oh, you get to l- learn how your mum was kind of a a bitch, right? Mm. Like you wander through this village and she's like, "Oh, why are you helping these people? I told you you had to be at training." And you're like, "Yeah, but I'm a I'm I'm a baby. I can't tell some old man to fuck off when he asks for my help. That's not yeah. how this works, as far as I can tell. Like." Certainly, I may have skipped some lines of dialogue that tell me that it's fine for me to tell him to fuck off, but I'm pretty sure I have to help him before I can progress through this shit anyway. I think it's a requirement. I don't want to get all meta on you, mum, Moomar, but, like, I'm pretty sure uh, as a function of the game I have to do this shit. So stop getting on my fucking ass about this stuff and and just fucking back off. I'm tiny. The first time yeah. I, oh my God, the fucking first time I was a child, I ran, uh, I talked to fucking old, old boy, fucking old cunt, whatever his name is, and he was like, oh, you know, you need to go get something. I had to go get something, like a seed or something maybe, mm-hmm. from like an island, and I'm like, okay, fair enough, and it's got the icon, and I run over there, and because you're little, and because they're Insane attention to detail goes all the way down to this fucking... You're, you're smaller so you run at half speed, uh, even when you're sprinting. Uh, I sprint all the way over there and then I'm like, Okay, well, I could run down this path or I could just leap off this fucking thing. There's water down there, so that'll be fine. Um, I, should, I should also add that I'm jumping the entire time because I... I don't know. I always do that whenever I'm bored traversing, right? I just jump. So I okay. jump off this fucking cliff into the water, not realizing, I think, that I've sapped my stamina. Uh, and then I drowned.
0: Pretty much <laughs> instantly, I
1: drowned. <laughs> yeah. And then when I respawned, it dumped me, not back at fucking old mate, but back at the fucking 100-meter run-up to old mate. and I. But I didn't have to talk to him again. I just had to run past him and then run down the fucking hill, not jump off into the water because I would drown. And that's how I learned that you could drown really easy in this fucking stupid fucking game. Holy shit. What is the point of that? What is the point of the fucking drowning mechanic? Like, why? Why even do it? Like, I suppose it's it's gating players from reaching areas that they're not supposed to get to. Because you can get, like, water mounts. Right? Like... I don't understand. I just don't understand any of the yeah. things that happen. Like, why are they the way they are? How did they... Like, all of these... It's, again, it's like they put it in the fucking game. They're like, oh, yeah, well, hey, I've put in a stamina mechanic for swimming. And you got to check and it out. I don't out. know how to take it out. Don't know how to take it out. It's in there now. <laughs> Do you reckon that's what, what it is? Like, they're... The, they put all these things in some dude they had some dude who put all this shit in he's like I've put in a gibberish mechanic they're like alright that's a bit odd I've put in a stamina mechanic for swimming Uh, I don't know Dave why would you do that Dave what are you talking about why would I do that it's a fucking great mechanic you should see what I'm working on next it's a dial wheel for when you customize your character and they're like Dave that doesn't sound great and he's like you guys are stifling my fucking creativity and I'm fucking out of here and then they go in they're like hang on Dave implemented that creation mechanic already and he didn't summon any of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) how do we get it out (laughs) I I don't know. I don't know how to get any of the Dave stuff out, hmm. and that's what that's what's happened. That has to be it. That's the only thing that makes sense to me anymore. Now that yeah. we've landed on it, that is literally that has to be it because I'm fucking I have no ideas, man. I, it is hmm. bananas. Uh, yeah,
0: that the, the, the like
1: the,
0: the narration right is is so. Weird, because not only does it, um, like you, you're you're wasting time. You're basically wasting time every time that you get in a conversation. But but also it it strips everything back so that every character is exactly the same, right? Because it's being delivered from this. Uh, you called him Stephen Fry. I, I feel like it, it could be like a David Attenborough type sure. thing. Yeah, he's, he's British, so that's where we're going, right? Yeah. Um, but, but it just makes every you're British, character. You're at, bro. Yeah, you're at, bro. Um, it just makes every character seem the same because every line is being delivered exactly the same by the yeah. same person throughout the entire game. And so it strips all this, the RPG ness out of the game. And you're like, why? All right, why is this here? Oh, I haven't finished Dave it. Password protected the source code,
1: <laughs> he locked it locked it in.
0: Yeah, I haven't finished it. I'm
1: definitely not going to because I fucking hate it. But Hmm. I have to wonder if there is some sort of fucking explanation narratively that that explains why there's an like a narrator instead of like. Well, okay. Here's here's a question that probably doesn't warrant ask. Like, is there's no reason to ask it, and it doesn't probably doesn't warrant an answer. But it has been bugging me the entire fucking time. Does my character understand
0: these people? I'd assume so, right? So why I don't think the narrator is talking to the little guy? I think the narrator is talking to you. <laughs> to
1: me, the player, not yeah. the player character. Yeah. Right. So is, he- is, is that how it's going? <laughs> I assume so. So the narrator talks doesn't talk to the player character only talks to the player serves as a translator Hmm. but but so how do I understand any of the shit that he doesn't translate right Uh if it's all in a language that I don't understand how do I understand anything that's written doesn't like I you know I guess I get the device but why why
0: Hmm. why i don't know there's a lot of there's a lot of why the the um Mm -hmm. the 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 loot system really early on i was like oh this seems kind of interesting but even the loot system takes so long to like it brings up a menu whenever you loot something it's like you just got fucking bandages and this like a handle, but it's not like a pop-up from the screen that shows you like, here it is. It's like a full screen fucking thing. And it takes like three seconds for the thing to go. like, it's a uncommon and it's a, you know, gear two thing. And is this other stat and a bunch of, it just takes so long to do everything. And so you, you get in this point, I was looting stuff that was yep. like level 18 gear. And I'm like yeah. level four and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with all this shit? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're giving me all stuff right. that I can't use. Oh, that's yeah, all right. pointless. Fair enough. The, the, um, I'm surprised
1: it doesn't have an inventory management system. I'm surprised. And, and it would it, be if. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it does have one, like, <laughs> if it did have one, it would be like some insane shit. I mean, it's sort of. Does,
0: does it? Because like, you need to scrap items in order to to then craft. True.
1: I meant so more you, like you a white system. Yeah, or like, you know, suddenly you, you have to craft a fucking bigger backpack. I'm surprised it doesn't have it. Because it feels yeah. like... Dave must have left before he put it in, I'll tell you what. He was like, right there. That's what he. That's the one. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I have back. some like,
0: backpacks, but they, they're just cosmetic items. Yeah, so they're just armor. The,
1: <laughs> armor, yeah. The old armor right, backpack.
0: You, you get all this gear and it's just like... In in order to build stuff, you're supposed to scrap items that you don't want to use, but it just it, like again, doesn't do a great job of explaining any of that. Um, yeah. The the combat seems pretty interesting until you start getting into it, and it just feels clunky. Like it's sort of a um <clears throat> like a Devil May Cry uh, combo system where you're, uh, you know, mashing certain buttons, like attack, attack, Y, and then that'll do something, or it's, you know, two attacks and a trigger button to fire your gun, and that does an ability, and you can unlock these different um, combinations, but they just, like, sometimes it pops up on the screen, like, hey, here's the combination you need to do to do this thing, like, you've already pressed X twice, now if you press Y, it'll do the hurricane attack. but it doesn't like list all that stuff all the time. It just yeah. kind of pops up every once in a while, and you've got to go into back into the menu and see like what are my, um, like what are my combos? It's such a weird implemented system where they've done like half a job there, and so that, you know, that becomes like a, well, I will just do the same ability over and over again because that's all I can fucking remember. Um, <clears throat> and then on top of that, there's like a um, dodging slash parry system. And it's, um, it just doesn't, like, when you play Batman or, um, I don't know, uh, Assassin's Creed or, like, any of those games where it's, like, whenever you need to parry or block, it has a flashing indicator above the head. And it's, like, now you need to block. It does that in this game, in Biomutant, but it only does it some of the time. It's and- so...
1: Weird how yeah, inconsistent Because it you is. can parry
0: pretty much every attack, but it only tells you sometimes when this thing is going to attack. Um, on top of that, you've got abilities in the game, like being able to set someone on fire or like poison attack somebody. Um And it, it basically engulfs this character in this status ability. And then you can't see that flashing icon anymore because it's covered behind the thing that's on fire now. And so like even that becomes a problem of being- able to distinguish when this thing is attacking because it's on fire all the time or it's it's glowing green and you can't see it anymore um and so combat just comes down to just standing back and just holding your gun button until the thing gets close to you because it's just so so much of a pain to do anything
1: yeah uh it's i put i I, I dropped the difficulty to easy pretty quickly because it just didn't matter it's just like to, taking the time to deal with the combat just didn't matter everything that uh, takes too long to die does uh it- yeah it does in
0: my opinion the first time that i played i yeah. played about three and a half hours i was so confused because everything that i killed died in one shot yeah. and i didn't know it kept giving me like items and gear and being like you need to use your um your uh health regen and i'm like i haven't nothing's hit me yet like here's a boss fight and i i was killing everything in one thing one shot i was so confused about what was going on and like i said i played for a couple hours and to the point where i'm like something's broken here like i don't think this is right uh and then the next time i came back into the game uh that's when stuff started taking like oh okay right <laughs> like things take like 6 or 7 hits to to die and i've actually got to do stuff and so my initial experience of like that whole combat sequence like learning combat was completely broken because it's t- teaching me like hey you need to dodge and parry and all this stuff I'm like why do i need to do that everything's dying in one hit there's no point i don't, I don't know what you're talking about um yeah but then yeah anyway so so yes yeah, stuff does die one hit something going on but uh, <laughs> when, when you get like developer mode on
1: yeah, but when you have to sit there hammering the fucking button over and over again, it's just it, yeah, it's just like fucking. Mm. Oh my god, I don't care. Let's just fucking,
0: let's just go. Uh, right. Yeah. Um. The uh the 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 quests are super repetitive. I the one of the first quests that I did was the one that you were talking about. Like you get to a village. I think yep. you were talking about it. And like the village is on fire, and you need to attack the um attackers that are attacking these villages and you deal with them and then oh, you help yeah. the village like rebuild and so you go out and you gotta find wood and you come back and then you help them chop the wood and i was like sweet i did all that and it unlocks that that village is like a place you can um quick spawn and uh, craft gear and that sort of stuff and then i went to the next area and i found another village that was getting attacked and on fire and i had to kill those things and then go out and fetch wood like exactly the same thing that i just did 10 minutes ago in this other like carbon copy like quest. And then, yeah, it just, it keeps on repeating itself. You go and find this other thing and it's the same quest that you just did. There's just no, no variety at all. Like the world itself is, there's a lot going on. It seems really interesting to explore. Um, yeah. There's like, uh you know, you find caves and there's foresty areas and it just seems very uh vast and open. And that's where I was like, Oh, maybe this is going to get interesting. Like being out, and searching around because that's where like RPGs really start to shine. Of like, yeah, you, know, you play The Witcher and you get into this area and there's just, someone's fallen down a well and there's a weird fucking trapped ghost down there and you got to try and figure <laughs> out what the deal is with this ghost thing. And and yep. so like playing Biohime and I thought, oh, maybe that is what this game is about. It's about exploring because it doesn't really like it gives you a couple of main objectives, but then you kind of just discover things as you're running around, side objectives and main missions and that sort of stuff. But then as you're doing that, it just becomes so obvious that every mission is, ex- they're all the same. It's just doing the same thing over and over again. And uh, it just doesn't make, like, it's not fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it looks good. It's a very <laughs> yeah. pretty game. I think, like, <laughs> like
1: background Enemy crafted a, a really cool fucking world to explore it's just the act of exploring it is awful Hmm. it's it's you know it's death stranding for 2021 it is 21 21's death stranding. is it people like death Death stranding though people like this people like this a lot people really (laughs)
0: fucking like it it's got a fucking someone gave it a 95
1: yeah, maybe not on, a 10 man, that,
0: that person is on crack I looked at their reviews and they've reviewed <laughs> half of their games they have given higher than a nine <laughs> they don't they should be taking off Metacritic at this point
1: the uh it's it's because it's death stranding for 2021 right because it does everything it does I fucking hate but it does appear to be quite good at doing most of those things. Right? I hate everything it's doing, but at least it's mostly doing those things that I hate well. It mm. seems quite like reasonably competent at being one of the shittest games I've ever played.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Death Stranding, right, to Kojima's credit, was far, far more accomplished at being a shitty fucking game that I hate. I hate... Yeah. But that's, that's that's the thing, right? I know why I hate Death Stranding. I can I can nail that down. There's something about Biomutant
0: that I just can't quite put my finger on. Well, Death Stranding was um, ambitious. Like, yep. it was trying new things that we so haven't seen before. Whereas, I don't think this is doing new things we haven't seen before. Yeah, maybe not.
1: Yeah, it's just trying to... Yeah, that's it's, just trying, it's to trying to a combine bunch a bunch of things in a it's, different it's way. It's trying to
0: copy Assassin's Creed. It's trying to copy Far Cry. It's trying to copy uh, Fallout. It's trying to copy Devil May Cry. It, it's doing, I don't know what other games you could throw in there, but it's just doing all these, like, different pieces and just chucking them in a blender and being like, here you go. Uh, by the way, we should have someone narrate all of this as well because <laughs> no one's done that before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'm not a fan either. I t- like I was so, I, I was very interested to play this game because the stuff that I saw from it kind of looked promising. I, uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't yeah. play well. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Anything else to add? No. We didn't like it. We <laughs> didn't.
1: I apologise if if like we, we shattered any glass for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. <clears throat> anyway. It is time for some news. Uh, Overwatch 2 did a, a presentation over the last week um, where they dived into a bunch of things that had gone on with that game. I guess the biggest one that they talked about was that Overwatch is moving to a 5 versus 5 as opposed to what it currently is, which is 6 versus 6. Um, so roll queue will now be 2 damage, 2 support, and 1 tank as opposed to previously being 2 tanks. Um, they also went through a bunch of the new maps and that sort of stuff, uh, talked about like all the UI changes and quality of life things that are going on. But I feel like the biggest takeaway, at least for me, as someone who does not play much Overwatch, um, is this change from, uh, 6v6 to 5v5. That, that seems like a pretty big one for me Yeah. Uh, in a number of reasons. Uh, the, the thing that I took away from it the most was the reasoning behind it. I don't have the exact quote, but I, it was on my I've got it on Twitter. Um, it said here, here we go. Uh, Sometimes it's just hard to track what 11 other players are doing on the battlefield. Removing two of those simplifies everything. This is this is a quote from the director of the game saying that there's too much going on. I think we have complained about too much going on in that game, but that yeah. was in an eSports capacity and the yeah. way that it's broadcast not in terms of the gameplay and what is going on there. So, like, do you think this is a good move from them or is this kind of, is this a problem? I don't know
1: for certain. I uh, haven't gone back and listened, uh, but I was in the Alpha for Overwatch way, way, way back in the day. And yep. I am pretty sure the one of the first episodes where I talked about the game I said, it should be 5v5, not 6v6. Uh, I've always believed Overwatch should be 5v5. I firmly believe odd numbers play better for competitive games than even numbers because it offers up the opportunity to, uh, to there's, there's a tendency for people to group uh and so with six it's two, it's three teams of two or two teams of three uh and that is it's far too natural a tendency but with uh uneven numbers if it's a team of two and a team of three then it's very easy that's uh, it's, it's it's been shown to work in a bunch of other games that have competitive viability counter-strike rainbow six uh, when Call of Duty shifted away from five v five, you notice it immediately shifted fucking back again because it doesn't make any fucking sense. I think I'm pretty sure I spoke about it with Call of Duty players, uh, pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, the even numbers just don't work. Uh, you need that unevenness. Five is the perfect number. Seven provides too many opportunities to have two, two, three, that sort of thing. But in in a split capacity. Uh, 5 just fucking works. It also works in MOBAs, right? Like uh, Dota and, and League of Legends. Uh, it, you're always better over the 5 because you have the opportunity for that one person to disrupt the two teams of 2 when mm-hmm. they're going two teams of 2. I just think yeah. it's better. Uh, so I absolutely think they should do it. And I want to say, I've been saying that they should do it since before the fucking game came out. Um, mm. I don't think... I don't think the reasoning that there's too much going on <laughs> is yeah. is necessarily uh uh up to par but um but I I got the feeling that yeah going deep into why fives I think they just didn't want to they didn't want to do the whole you know well we fucked up with Overwatch thing um so they just wanted to we're we're trying something different. We're trying something new, um, as instead. I think that's what they they're pushing towards. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what that <clears throat> felt like to me, as opposed to yeah, an yeah. admission of mis-
0: uh, of fault. This was more. I a, um. We want to experiment. This I I, I jumped into the uh, Overwatch Reddit page to see what the community was going on. A lot of people not happy about this change. Um purely from the standpoint of people that roll queue for those specific uh like positions like playing the tank obviously that is going to be now reduced quite a lot that um, they've basically like in terms of the Overwatch pro league right they've just gotten rid of a bunch of their pro players yeah <laughs> like there you go. I think um, what what like obviously
1: this wouldn't work, right? Because the people getting fired will be off tanks, not fucking... So, And you, you couldn't get a bunch of these, like, suddenly fired from the OWL to create mm. a team because they're all fucking off tanks and they'll be missing a bunch of roles, right? Um, but I think it would be pretty entertaining if they uh, made up the the difference by adding a team or two to the league, right? How many teams have they got in the OWL now? Like, Somebody's going to buy a team then, right? well
0: yeah that's true yeah Uh, um yeah the uh the other thing is the tanks are getting buffs like big buffs because the uh there's only gonna be one person playing that role now and so um they they talked about like how there's different abilities on some of these characters now and and uh how they'll behave a lot different so it's gonna be interesting to sort of see how this plays out i think one of the biggest things i've had an issue with in Overwatch, apart from the um, <clears throat> like trying to watch it, this, this spectator, not spectator ability, uh, um, but, but like the uh the, the sort of characters that you get, the the p- character pool is not very diverse. It's very like oh, I've seen the same two, like five heroes picked every single round, and it's just like there's not really a lot going on. We've talked about like how you you know in, in Dota they've got they generally have like everybody being sort of rotated. There's obviously high levels of rotation for specific heroes in that game, but, um, rainbow six siege is the same way. Like you don't see everybody playing the same characters all the time. I think with overwatch, that was just always something that I picked up. Like it was just the same characters every single time being played. Obviously there was some variation every once in a while, but it just didn't seem like there was much going on there. Um, And so hopefully maybe this changes things up a bit. The other thing that might change it up a bit is that the maps that they're working on now are going to be more open. Uh, They're not gonna be as sort of funneled into like pushing an objective through this tight tunnel area. There's gonna be a lot of flanking, they said, um, which may open things up to heroes that we haven't seen before. Um, So maybe that fixes things up a little bit. But anyway, I just thought it was gonna be an interesting change uh going to two. it also means that like you've got like just people that play the game. They've got their like set set team of six players and now somebody might miss out as well. Right? That that kind of sucks.
1: Um yeah you are gonna have to boot so like, I like I see that I see it from that perspective. I see people being upset from that perspective I don't see people being upset because they play fucking tank and now Mm -hmm. they'll have more competition for roll queues because that's insane right Mm -hmm. Uh, if you told me like that's just not how it works there's way too many fucking DPS's isn't it is not theres it not exactly like it Too damage to support one tank no, but I mean, yeah. like, is, isn't it like it is in every other fucking game with a roll queue? Where, like, in World of Warcraft, if you queue as DPS, you you take fucking forty minutes to get a game. But if you queue as a fucking tank, you're like in. You just I fucking snap, snap, snap. I've never had
0: that problem. Um, what? Because what? The, the, How have
1: you not, never had that problem?
0: Yeah, I mean, the the, the roll queue stuff is pretty good now. In, in wow, right.
1: But Q times for DPS are always way longer than Q times for tanks and heals, right? I'm not wrong here, am I? This is how it works, right? And eliminating one role, uh, eliminating a space for a role, but keeping players as that role, wouldn't that just, Hmm. you know,
0: mean faster? For them. For, well, generally everyone, right? What if there's a saturation of too many tanks now? (laughs)
1: <laughs> mm. <laughs> then their Q times will raise
0: a tiny bit, but they still won't be comparable to fucking DPS, will they? Yeah. Um. All right, so there you go. Overwatch two still cracking on. Uh, let's keep moving still on still here. Coming. We've got Team Ninja, the creators behind Ninja Gaiden and Neo, are working on a Final Fantasy game, uh, which will be similar to sort of like Dark Souls. Neo, um, uh, sort of like. Uh, Respawns like Jedi Fallen Order thrown around as well, so it's going to be sort of similar to, I think Neo. They've they've done a pretty good job with that game, and yep. uh, it's going to be set in the Final Fantasy universe called Final Fantasy Origins. Uh, this is a rumor that has been verified by a bunch of sites now. Um, seems like they had some some materials leaked. Is, does this interest you at all? Like this team working on a bigger franchise and getting maybe a bit more money to. Branch out and do better things. I don't care
1: about them making a Final Fantasy game, right? Because there's no link between Mm. each Final Fantasy game. So it doesn't really matter. It's just sort of a brand at this point, right? Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, I don't really care from that perspective. But, yeah, the idea that they might have a larger budget uh, to create more... Neo style stuff uh, I think that's pretty cool I would prefer it if it was less like Neo uh, which I felt like fell into a bit of a grindy trap uh, which I don't think really works for the Souls style game Um, I'd prefer it if it was less like that but uh, if it still had that same attention to uh, high octane action which I did like, I did think was a a good switch up on the um, Souls formula yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I'd appreciate that quite a bit but yeah. right
0: it's not going to be from the sounds of things as hardcore as Neo they're talking yeah. you know word is it's going to be a bit more accessible um, so when I hear that I think more towards like a, a Jedi Fallen uh, Order sort yeah, of right. star that's, system
1: yeah that's fair um, yeah. yeah I think the idea but uh, Team Ninja has you know has the capacity well the, the, at the very least uh you won't have any jankiness like i felt you did in jedi fallen order i wouldn't like i suspect if i play this or when i play this rather uh unlike jedi fallen order yeah. where i'm like i ah, just play it on fucking easy i suspect yeah. i will not feel the need to drop this one to easy yeah i mean they've got uh, a fighting if, background right so yeah exactly <laughs> they've got they've got a pretty deep action combat background so I do think that they will fucking nail that element of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think this will be one to play on easy. So at mm. least there's that. Yep. Hopefully they put in difficulty levels as well. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, next up, we got Sonic celebrates 30 years of being alive.
1: <laughs> you put this uh, yeah, I put this down. Uh, I just wanted to point out that he was good for three years. And then it's been 27 years of utter garbage. And uh, I, I should, I suppose, clarify that I haven't played Sonic Mania. I've heard good things. Uh, but I was t- I heard good things about Sonic 4 as well. And then uh, I managed to sneak my way out of the uh, the doghouse. Sneak Sega had me on their fucking shit list for years and years. And I managed to sneak my way out. I begged and scraped. And I'm like, hey, nobody loves Sonic more than me. Let me play Sonic Four, and then they let me play Sonic Four and I I called it Sonic four out of ten and I was back on their shit list and I've been on their shit list ever since. So uh <laughs> They've got so, it
0: posted up on the wall. I, I will
1: not be lied to about Sonic again. You cannot <laughs> trick me into playing Sonic Mania, or at least not at the price that's going for, $20, twenty thirty fucking dollars. Uh it's never gonna happen. I'm not paying thirty fucking dollars to play a game uh that probably won't be any good, although as I said Uh, People I trust have said Sonic Mania was really good. So Mm. maybe, maybe it's good. Maybe they're plants. That's it. Maybe, maybe they've spent their entire lives undercover, just gaining my trust.
0: It's
1: just so that suddenly they could fucking bang. Lol. Turns out we've zwaid you on this Sonic thing. We got you again, you fucker. Um, Did, Did you watch the movie? Uh oh yeah, the movie was pretty good. I like the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, that was way better than I expected it to be. Um so yeah. Anyway. Uh, so I guess three years of good games, one good movie, one maybe one other good game. Well done, Sonic yeah. franchise. Thirty years. Uh
0: good effort. <clears throat> That's a good innings. I don't know how he's still yeah. alive. Still cook, still kick, kicking Still yep. going. Yep. Um, all right, next up, we've got Horizon Forbidden West is getting a gameplay reveal tomorrow by the time people hear this probably. Um, Far Cry 6 will be at the end of this week as well. Just got some emails about that. Mm. And um, on top of that, Xbox and Bethesda Games will have a showcase during uh, E3, I guess, June 13th. It's going to be an hour and a half long. Uh, so there's things are getting busy uh e3 is supposed to be in like two and a half three weeks yeah um any of these excite you at all
1: yeah i i started reading the far cry comic book series okay uh and so i'm actually kind of getting into uh the idea of far cry now um yeah uh i didn't rate the comic all that much uh but it was a nice like it's got, it seeds a lot of it ties in it sort of ties the the entire series together in a pretty nice way i just didn't think uh well I'll, i think it's just issue one i'll continue to read it but it wasn't like the wasn't the greatest issue one i've ever read um so yeah uh i'm, I'm kind of excited to see more of that uh Obviously, I want to see more Horizon. I'm very excited to see more Horizon Forbidden West, uh, although I do think that this will be the last piece of content I consume about it so mm-hmm. that I can go in relatively fresh a la Ratchet & Clank, which I have been sort of hands-off Avoiding. on. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, Xbox and Bethesda, there's that well and it's going to be huge this this is their big fucking they're swinging for the fences with this one they're mm. going all out this is the 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 Brooklyn Nets of E3 showcases uh it's unfair that they've got this shit together um so surely they can't fuck it up yeah especially cuz uh lebron is not playing this year. LeBron in this case being Sony. I don't think they're doing a big showcase. So I think they're doing their
0: own thing, as they honest. have the last yeah. three years. Exactly. Um, do we take bets on whether or not we th- we think there's going to be a cyberpunk thing at Xbox? Do you think <laughs> they're still riding the cyberpunk bandwagon? Are they still up there? Oh my god! Like oh DLC my god. or something? Nah, no, way.
1: no, no way, no way. That game is toxic. It's... You
0: can't do it. There's no way. Yeah. All right. Um, Cool. Uh, Let's keep going here. We've got Valve uh, possibly working on a Steam console. Uh, This comes from a bunch of uh, rumors, reports, um, that they've got a prototype currently which handles like a Nintendo Switch. So it's got some sort of touchscreen device uh, gamepad controls and uh, some sort of system chip, either powered by AMD or Intel. No one really knows at this point. Um, you wrote here Steam Pal. That is the sort of the name they're going with at the moment. It's the code word in the back end uh, that I was yeah. reading on VNN.
1: So, uh, yeah, I don't know that's what they're going to call it, uh, but it's certainly yeah. the, yeah, the... Operating name that they're using to construct it in the back end. Uh, This looks pretty fucking solid. Uh, I know we steer clear of rumors generally, but uh, this one looks pretty fucking... This has got some fucking nuts to it. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's a a lot in it that uh, adds up, in my opinion. So I think this is actually going to be a thing. The question is... Go on.
0: I was going to say that there wasn't, uh, I watched a Reddit, I think it was a Reddit video. Um, Hmm. somebody posted, I think it was a high school kid in New Zealand. Um, Gabe was actually down there doing some sort of, uh, I don't know. He, He was talking to these, these high school kids and they were obviously asking him questions and someone asked him, um, if they'll ever be putting, uh, steam games or, or or valve games back onto consoles because i think yeah. they were doing it back in the day right they did like team fortress and portal and and that sort of stuff um yeah. and gabe said something along the lines of like i can't say but you'll get a better idea in a couple of months like type thing um yeah. and everyone yeah. was like Ooh, what does he mean <laughs> so like it definitely sounds like Like, him saying that on top of this stuff showing up in the Steam database of, like, Steam Pal, and then you've got, like, a a bunch of websites also corroborating things that they've heard. It seems like they're working on something. Something's happening. Yep. And it's probably going to be announced at this stage this year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't don't think it's going to
1: be announced soon, although this leak may change the time frame may alter their timing uh but i i didn't get the feeling that it was going to be announced soon um but yeah i do think we'll we'll have a firm idea of what it is before the end of the year um i think my gut uh says it will work more like uh it won't, it won't have a lot of power on the device itself. It will stream from Steam uh, wherever yeah. possible, um, which will dramatically open up the library because at the moment it's rumored that it's running on Linux mm-hmm. uh, and the library of games that run on Linux is a fraction of those that run on windows so i don't think that they would hamstring themselves quite in the same way
0: yeah like if they cool. were able to bring that uh library yeah. to a home console a portal i guess portable console is what yeah is being thrown around um they've obviously that just opens up like a whole new level of games accessible on this thing. Like all of a sudden they've got more games than like a PlayStation or Xbox. Just, they're yep. just so easy to get into that infrastructure, into that yeah, um, and the- that storefront. <clears throat> um, all they're doing is, I guess, providing <clears throat> the storefront plus the hardware. And they've done uh, the all hardware. the legwork as well. They've
1: done all the, the hard yards already with the Steam Link and the Steam Controller and all that kind of stuff it has set them up really nicely to... Yeah, to transition directly into it. Yeah, big picture mode and all that stuff. Creates a platform that they can, if they can squish it into a high-quality portable device, they'll be fucking Gucci. Mm.
0: Mm. I think the uh, the issue comes down to hardware, right? Like, we're in this spot right now. We talked about it last week, a week before, of no one can get any hardware. Yeah. So can, can yeah. they? Probably not. <laughs> Unless this thing has some custom stuff in it that doesn't require well, any that. That the the thing is you know, right. They don't need. They won't need.
1: Uh, like actual a graphics chip. They can just use like a an APU. Right. They can use an onboard graphics solution provided. Like, well, apart from the fact that fucking onboard graphics at this point uh, is probably like you you get an onboard graphics that's better than a fucking ten series. Gra- uh, nvidia um Mm -hmm. so outside of that fact like you've also got like there isn't a shortage of that hardware so you can actually get around some stuff it just means that the heavy lifting has to be done off the hardware like off um, on the network over the cloud or whatever the fuck it has to be done elsewhere so if you've got a computer that can do some of the, he- the heavy lifting for you that'll change the landscape dramatically again mm-hmm. whether or not you can get a computer that can do the heavy lifting for you is a whole other kettle of fish but uh yeah, yeah. the I, I think they've got a lot of options i think like i'm i'm keen i'm well keen my switch is halfway dead uh but i've been okay playing on my phone so um and i don't plan on buying a new switch but i would buy this the, yeah. like my what i want out of it is that i'd be able to, t- to take like you know we went up the coast it would have been cool if i could have plugged a steam pal into the tv and we could have played jackbox or some shit that would have been fucking cool i like, just brought all my fucking games with me as or opposed you take to stuff yeah like yeah. 80s or you know, you probably I could not have playing. D- I could have set it up. Cyberpunk on
0: this thing, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I could have set it up so that I could, you know, do this. But the hoops I had to jump through, and by the time I'd realised it, I'd had, had too much to drink, so uh, it just wasn't worth trying to work out. But yeah, mm-hmm. this plug and play solution, genius. It'd be fucking phenomenal, and yep. yeah, the potential for co-op, like couch
0: co-op as well i love it yeah anyway all right and that is the news we got going there we got any questions this week i think we did we we got fucking loads i think um we do baz kicks it off
1: (laughs) i read this just now uh but anyway uh, i normally try to read them in one go, but it's just one sentence, and uh, I, I got, got the gist of it too quick. Anyway, do you think they announced that Overwatch 2 is 5v5 to distract people from the fact that it is a glorified expansion, which is <laughs> spicy, Baz. Uh, um, I think we discussed uh, why we think they went 5v5, but what do you think about the idea of it being a glorified expansion? How do you
0: feel about that uh, That assessment, Luke, I think it comes uh. down to the price point of it, right? When it eventually comes out, um, yeah. because the the multiplayer is still free. It's it's you're you're paying for the PVE stuff. The their single player, not single player, but they're like campaign, yep. weird, uh, l- like Left 4 Dead esque, um, Battleborne. killing minions and like having the uh, levels l- like. I don't know, like dynamically change every time you play them. Like that's the part you're paying for in Overwatch 2. And I think it comes down to how much they're willing to charge that. But yeah, it sounds like that the actual multiplayer is still going to be Overwatch 1 and Overwatch 2 is going to be the same.
1: Yeah. Uh, I like the glorified expansion pack. It sounds really harsh, but man, it's, it doesn't feel that far from the, truth Hmm. you know like it definitely strikes me as whoa that's a bit much uh but at the same time we're gonna have to wait and see how much content they actually bring to the table to yeah and and like you said Luke uh, the price point uh certainly changes the landscape as well um it's then, you know, if it does wind up feeling like if it's priced like an expansion and, and it feels like an expansion, it, the question is, why call it Overwatch 2? In which case...
0: I think it comes down to the... I, I just don't think the game is doing as well as they'd hoped, right? We, we were hearing yeah. all these things recently yeah. about how Activision's or was it Blizzard's player counts have dropped a lot, right? <clears throat> um you look at a game like Rainbow Six Siege where their player counts are going up uh, j- just cuz that's a hero that's a hero shooter right um so that's why i'm comparing those two games but in, in in a in a game environment that is like Overwatch where you're introducing new heroes but you're not getting new players coming in like how do we spice that up how do we get people back into this game i think by releasing Overwatch 2 um yeah. That is a way of doing it purely because their eSports hasn't taken off. Dota yeah. 2 has the advantage of their eSports and releasing updates. And every time they do this stuff, player count goes up. Counter-Strike, same thing. Player count goes up whenever they do an eSports tournaments And that, uh, Dead Legends, by Daily, we just talked about it. They six. have a way of injecting yeah. content into it. And the player count keeps going up. But in Overwatch, it's not going up. It's it's going down, and yeah. whenever they they've stopped releasing content for it, it's going down even further now. And so now they're in this weird spot where like they need to get this thing out. Um, yeah, and it, it's probably going to get people back into it, but I don't know if it'll save Overwatch from like for for what they expect it to do. Like, well, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see how a die. PVE
1: campaign will help bolster a game that appears to put generally. A lot of focus on the esports quadrant, although historically, I mean, yeah, they were always going to have problems with the esports section of it because they refused to fucking balance for esports. They insisted on balancing for both casual and competitive, which is basically the same as not balancing at all. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, good question, Baz. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah what what would you call it if it was uh if it was not an ex- if it was overwatch colon expansion overwatch 5v5 <laughs> i don't know i don't know anyway uh overwatch right. 4 dead uh heathy writes hello the gap it's me again how are you that's good oh what the fuck he's found a fucking worst way to do this shit Ah. it's doing like a preview in the app now but all oh here we go here it is here it is oh my lord Hello, The Gap. It's me again. How are you? That's good. Oh, boy, have I been busy. A month ago, some of the lads and I took part in the Nürburgring 24-hour on iRacing. For those that don't know, the the Nürburgring Nordschleife is a track in Germany that's just over 25 kilometers long. In the car we were driving, it takes just over nine minutes to complete a lap. I've become pretty familiar with the first half of the track over the years, but never really gotten to learn the second half properly. We decided to enter this race only a week out from it happening. So none of us had much time to prepare. We started the race in 38th out of my God. <laughs> in 38th out of 54 cars, there were three different classes of car competing GT3, GT4 and TCR. Do we get to know what those stand for? No. And of the 13 cars in our GT4 class, we started 10th. Positioning will be referred to for our class from here on out. (laughs) The race started at 22.50 our time on a Saturday night. After about four hours, we were up to sixth, and a couple hours later, we were in fourth. In the wee hours of Sunday morning, I had the internet drop out twice while I was in the car, which caused the game to treat it as if I've pulled over and needed to be towed back to the pits. No one else was awake with me at this point, I think it was like 4 a.m. So by the time I reset my router and got back into the game, the car was already back in the pits and I could continue driving. Another couple of hours later when we were up to third, how the fuck? And then eventually we were in second. That's where things started to go awry. People would lose concentration and have a light crash into the wall or another car. The other three guys were fairly well rested, but maybe not used to this type of endurance racing. I was on two hours of sleep. I get ant for this shit and have trouble sleeping when I know my mates are doing their best and I'm off relaxing someplace. We had a number of unexpected pit stops to repair damage. Sometimes it would only take two minutes or 24 minutes. Fucking what? Tw- like real time 24 minutes? <laughs> With three and a- That's like a full episode of a TV show. With three and a half hours to go, I for some reason shifted up an extra gear than what I... Th- Usually would before one particular turn, and only shifted down my usual number of gears, sending me into the corner a gear higher than I usually would be. This drew me wider through the corner, and I clipped the grass, which made me lose control and put me into the wall quite heavily. Luckily, it was near the end of the lap, so it was easy enough to get to the pits quickly. But 47 minutes of repairs is a painful thing to have to sit through. We still came out of the pits in fourth, but a couple of crashes, motherfucker. By one of my teammates. This sounds like it was fucking like a destruction derby. It sounds like they were just fucking dodging cars or some shit. They were just bouncing off the fucking walls and stuff. Like not just Heath's team, but like every other fucking team in this thing must have been fucking shit in the bed all over the place. Uh, 47 minutes. uh, Sorry, a couple of crashes by one of my teammates and more repairs. So it's dropped to 7th. We made up one more position to finish the race race in sixth in class and twenty fourth overall. They started in what? Thirty eighth. Mm. That's not bad. Um anyway, you should definitely play Snow Runner in multiplayer. Ah, uh, right. It took a while for it to work properly when Drew and I were playing, but uh, but when it does work, there's nothing quite like working together to tick off contracts. Problem I found is that if I joined Drew's game and we did a mission, it didn't tick that off for my game, so I'd have to go and do that mission again on my save. I hate that. Also, my reinstall it. Yeah, I'm I'm out what is this any exploration you do in a mates game doesn't translate across to yours so you could explore and open a whole map only to have to do it again for yourself one of the best things about multiplayer though is helping a friend not fall off a cliff or get up a steep embankment or something then watching them get stuck somewhere and not helping because you know you'll Mm. get stuck too and you just want to get that timber to where it's going ASAP My question is, when has your clutch, not car related, I mean your late game performance, really fucked you or your team? Namaste, Heath. When has your clutch... So I guess, have you failed to clutch? Luke hasn't. Luke's never failed to clutch. Uh,
0: Always perform.
1: Yeah. Uh, He always... Yeah. He doesn't have clutch. He's just got a permanent standard of excellence that never... (laughs) It never goes up or low. It's just like A plus at all times. Me, uh, when is my clutch, dude? PUBG is probably where it's at, eh? Oh, speaking of PUBG, we didn't really talk about it in the news, but two new eight by eight maps actually has me interested in the game again. I know it's fucking I'm idiotic. I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb, <laughs> but I'm fucking intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> damn it! I want. I want to believe they can get back to it. And one of them's a, It looks like a city map. I love city yeah, maps.
0: I mean, the, the, I saw about. people on. I think it was Wacky Jackie, like, "Oh, I'm excited for this, but I still don't understand how they're gonna like how they're handling map rotations." Because oh, apparently, yeah. that game has about issues that. with map oh, rotations geez. and player accounts. i be. Oh, it was like twelve maps now or something in the game. I'd
1: jump in for the two new maps and I'd just play fucking <laughs> Sandhawk the entire time.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think they normally do like the featured map and then like mini Royale and normal Royale right but oh, what, a, what a what a nightmare
1: yeah uh, in in like other games I feel like I've got pretty good clutch like I can actually focus in and get the win something about the pressure like I, I've numerous times uh, in like, mo- like Warzone like I'll be the last one alive, and I'm up against a couple of teams, and I can fucking smash out a win. I've got that one where, uh, like, my game was just fucking freezing the entire time, and I still managed to get the win. I'm pretty good at it in Warzone. Something about fucking PUBG, though, it's, like, it's that fucking what I was talking about with death, the uh, de- dead by daylight where my fucking chest is collapsing in on itself. And I'm like, Oh God, no, I can't breathe. Oh, they're all watching. Uh, it's, it's, like, I don't know what it is. I think it's cause like half the time someone's been dead for 40 minutes at this point, And there's uh, like, it's me and one other person, and if I don't get this win, they'll have been dead for 40 minutes for absolutely no fucking reason. And I'll just be like, ah, oh, I can't handle this. So anyway, PUBG is, uh, is where my clutch has absolutely failed me. Um but yeah, it's only in PUBG, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Uh good question, Heath. Um good story. Um oh. Also, Joe, why did you and your wife stop doing the GeoGuessr daily? Uh Kleb is faltering and now it's more competitive than ever uh we stopped doing it because uh she started going back into the office again and then when she got home um i would forget so that's about it and then yeah i i I don't know and then all the fucking locations kept getting like repeated locations like there were a couple of days in a row where we got like repeated locations i'm like I don't know, this is kind of lame. This is kind of lame. No, I don't don't want easy. I want to fucking use clever deduction and shit to work stuff out. Anyway, uh, Dr. E3Money writes, we have so many fucking questions. Uh, This this is good. This is what I asked for, right? Be careful what you wish for. Um, But I am hungry. Could Microsoft and their store be any worse? Do they even want people to play Gems or download software? What? Play Gems? Uh, Or download software? All right. Uh, Game Pass is great, but that hangs on finding the games to play. Okay, but that hangs on finding the games to play. I had to search to find SnowRunner, keen to jump in for some multiplayer, like actually type in the name of the game, etc. It doesn't show up in new and notable. None of the EA game... EA game show up. What the fuck happened here, Drew? Uh, none of the EA games show up in the store either. The store is like three types of slots, Roblox and a never ending sea of one star mobile ports that are predatory track, predatory trash. Fucking hell, Microsoft. Get your shit together. All right. There's a lot after the question in this one, but I firmly believe that, uh, no. I was actually talking about this, uh, Maybe yesterday, with Nate, we were trying to work out which uh, which platform was the worst. Because uh, BattleNet, I was I went to go play Warzone because I think the Nakatomi Plaza is in the in Warzone now, and I'm I'm in right. Mm. I Went to go play Warzone, but uh, it BattleNet started doing it, every other update. It'll fucking like loop the updates for me. Where it just like it'll download ninety-nine percent of it and then it'll have some error and then it will verify the files and then it will download the fucking thing again. And it right. was doing that to me again. I'm like, is there any fucking launcher that's worse than BattleNet? And before I'd even asked it, I knew the fucking answer was yes, there are worse. Uh yeah, Microsoft absolutely. Store. The Microsoft store is <laughs> easily the worst. But all of them have problems. The Steam fucking I don't even love Steam. Like, why can't... How do I auto-download... When I've got, like, 7 billion games in my download queue, how do I just click a button to download all? Why do I have to click fucking download now on all these fucking
0: games? I think that's because the way your settings are set up, right? What does that mean? Is it? I don't know.
1: I don't know, but... I can't fucking do it. If anyone knows how to fucking do it, let me know. Epic Games, like, half the time, it's just a HTML fucking wrapper, and half the time the web pages won't fucking load, or it'll just load the same page over and over again. Origin Mm. slash EA Desktop, the fucking uh, Knockout City will only launch from EA Desktop, uh, but Apex refuses to launch from it, so I've got to have fucking both of them installed for some fucking
0: reason. Like, yeah, EA Desktop is for the Game Pass games. From idiotic. Xbox. Why split them? <laughs> yeah. It's so yeah. fucking dumb. Um, yeah, because obviously they want, EA wants the, your data. They want to know what you're doing. They want so, that's so the much of
1: you- my data. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. You uh, play? I guess isn't that bad. Actually, you play is not that bad. It's a bit aggressive. It'll like start downloading an update the moment you play kicks off. Uh, whereas sometimes I would like perhaps a. Second of breathing space before all of my bandwidth has disappeared. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Uplay is probably the best of them. Mm. I would, if I had to pick, I'd say Uplay is probably the best. And Windows Store is leagues worse than everything else. It is easily the worst of them, like by a fucking long way. Uh, could it be worse? Probably, but don't ask questions (laughs) you don't want the answers to. Like, fuck. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Yeah. They need to get rid of all the games on there and just have like an Xbox store and have someone work on that. Uh Uh-huh. Which is definitely what they're doing. Get rid of the
1: MSIX uh, DRM horse shit that they do that makes it Mm. so that... None of their games work with any other games and all that kind of shit. You can't play SnowRunner with uh, people who own it on Steam or Epic. It's yep. not not cross compatible. Idiotic. Mm. How annoying! Or um, I think they they're working on and like making it work or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Last last week, sorry. Right. Yeah, I think so. Um, good question, Drew. Uh, yeah, uh, not not very well written like let's let's see some fucking I want want to see some proper spelling anyway Johnny Bravo writes hello men I have a dream to upgrade my PC sometime this year I don't need it it's more of a natural upgrade cycle that I sort of stick to every four-ish years. When I do upgrade, I splurge a bit and ensure that I future-proof my system so it's not struggling by the time I s- it's due again. That said, I'm disappointed in the apparent price gouging by retailers on specifically the Nvidia 3000, uh, 3000 series cards. My mate showed me his receipt of his Gigabyte 3080 from November 2020 for $1,500 and a screenshot of the same card listed at PC Case Gear this month for $2,300. I don't want a single PCCG out uh, as they're all doing it, just chose this company as an example. I get it. Supply and demand is king, and retailers will sell products at essentially whatever price the consumer will pay for them, which at the moment for a 3080 seems to be $2,300. That said, I can't help but think about the longer-term negative impacts of the, on the PC gaming community. For the better part of the decade, the PC gamer has risen out of the console's shadow, predominantly through accessibility on cost and ease of use to those that would choose to ascend to the master race. Now I think that this ever increasing cost of graphics cards removes these attributes, which would defeat the hardworking, uh, the hard work the PC community has put in to promoting their system in this time. What are your thoughts on the long term impacts to out of reach PC parts to the common person? Are we going to again lose interest, uh, the interest of game companies, and have them go back to console only exclusives because the PC player population for AAA titles is only reserved for the elite, happy to pay 3k? For a graphics card. Can we, can we expect the cost of cards to fall? Or is this life now? Love, JB. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a really good question. it's, it's a lot to it. Um, my knee-jerk reaction would be that the best consoles out now, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, um, have relative have power relative but not better than a 3080 card uh and as the technology behind uh dlss and whatnot continues to increase cards that have tensor cores like the 20 series cards actually get better and better um i, I actually think that so i think the 2080 is actually catching up on uh, the consoles on the PS5 and the Xbox. They'll, they'll never catch uh, the Xbox X or the PS5. They'll never do it. It'll never happen uh, because what consoles have available to them at their core is the ability to, like, nail in on hardware specifications in a way that you just can't do on PC. So mm. you can't actually make a pc game um you need more wiggle room for a pc game than you do for a console yeah. and so they can you know do all kinds of you know the you fucking, know how
0: fast their hard drive is and you can do little tricks to hide certain things because you know how quick the loading and how much yeah. ram they've got and the speed of that and yeah. and it's all precise there's no fucking yeah there's no oh well, what
1: if they don't have fucking what if they don't have 16 gigs of ram and you'd be like, why would anyone build a PC that doesn't have 16 gigs of RAM as 2021? And you, your producer's like, well, you've got to fucking keep that in mind, though. You're like, okay, well, then I guess we will not do such and such. But nevertheless, like, I do think that because the consoles don't have access to that sort of AI boosting technology. Instead, what we're going to see is a relative plateau for a while. um, In the we've been fucking, we've been seeing games just exploding in terms of technology uh, for a while. Like uh, graphics technology has been just fucking blowing up. Going, yeah. Uh, But I think what we're going to see instead is that's going to plateau uh, and developers are going to be happy enough to create games for that will work really well on the consoles until we get to a point where the PCs start to push the envelope again um, or until the consoles are pushing the envelope in ways that uh, PCs need to out outmatch or overmatch them in power. Uh, and then we will start to see PC maybe get left behind. But I don't think they're not like if they're creating a game for the Xbox and the PlayStation, what from discussions I've had with game developers who've worked on them, it's, it's certainly work, but it's not that much work to also have it on PC. Uh, so like, well, not relatively speaking, relative to how much work it was on the Xbox 360 or the PlayStation 3 or the Even the PS4 and and, uh, Xbox One, uh, which were really, really nice for PC developers, these two consoles are apparently even fucking better uh, in terms of of sideways compatibility. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we have to worry about the PC gamer getting left behind or left out, uh, but I do think that we are going to see a plateauing in the um, explosion that we've seen uh, and I think we yeah AMD needs to catch up and do something about this Tensor Core situation because DLSS is fucking ridiculous I wasn't a believer until I saw it and I could not fucking sell me on an AMD card now uh, anything that doesn't have DLSS is not fu- not future compatible in my opinion mm-hmm. just missing out an interesting an interesting alternative would be a like a, th- a an aftermarket extra pcie card like the old remember you used to have to fucking like a get a sound blaster. <laughs> sound blaster you have to get a fucking yeah. soundboard that would be an interesting method for amd to get around the fact like that an the AI latest yeah Uh
0: pci card or something like that
1: ai board or some shit yeah That'd be an interesting way to get around it um, mm. because at least then you wouldn't need the, uh, it wouldn't need to be on the chipset itself on the, um, the, what are they down to? Like fucking two nanometer or four nanometer or some shit. Uh, and that's, you know, they don't have the fucking, they got a shortage on that element. Yeah. So uh, if they can get around that and that's what all the cryptos are buying up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yep. Good, good question uh, I would hold off on buying a new PC if I was you yeah so would I uh, yeah and maybe even look at pre-builds I know it goes against everything in the core of your built being but uh, I'm pretty sure you could probably save money on a pre-built for the first time in like 21 years yeah mm. uh, because they they they're sourcing the materials a lot cheaper, so yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, and the um, like a lot of the companies are doing bundles now. Like, if you want to buy a graphics card, you've got to buy it with a monitor or a motherboard. Yeah. Or they're doing the same thing with the PlayStation, and Xbox. If you want to buy a PlayStation or Xbox, you've got to buy it with like four games because they're trying to make money and people are paying for them. So yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel, I feel like building a PC at this stage is, is quite hard. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Exactly. We'll see, see what happens when this chip shortage stops happening and then people can start buying parts again and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I like guess how, how that's going to affect the next gen of cards. Like, when is NVIDIA going to release their next series? Is that going to be. Is that being pushed back or is it going to be moved forward or it's hard to tell? Um. All right. Any other questions? Is that it? That's it. All right. We can get out of here then. That's podcast, iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get your podcast from. You can find us on there, the gap or the GA podcast. Uh, if you do have a moment, please rate and review the show helps other people find us on there. Uh, if you would like to, uh, find us on uh, Discord. You can go to the slash Discord. You can jump in there, leave us all sorts of questions, uh, questions like uh, JB and Heath and who else? Baz. Baz is there. Baz. Yep, Drew. Everyone, big week. Uh, you can do that or you can just jump in, talk talk all sorts of things in the general chat, uh, play video games and the voice channels. Uh, good, good stuff going on in there. You can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash the GAPodcast, twitter.com slash ga podcast. You can go to our um, our YouTube page, thegapodcast.com slash YouTube, watch the podcast in video form. Um, I recorded some, some. Um, I guess I can put that Dead by Daylight stuff up there, but I also recorded some uh, Knockout City footage as well. Me just owning a owning Knockout City, so I'll chuck that up as well. Uh, you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com, dot com and check out all the links to those things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. And uh also things that Job writes about on there, including you put something up recently about Battlefield, didn't you? Yeah. The
1: inflation in the battlefield moments economy. Uh that one went up. I've got I'm working on a, a bit of a roguelite one. I don't know. Uh it's a, it's I'm I'm seeing how that one's going. At the moment. Uh, so that should be up next week. Yep. yep.
0: Speaking of uh, Battlefield, the that Battlefield trailer leaks. They've been slowly like saying they're gonna leak this fucking trailer if yep. EA doesn't put it out. Yeah. It, it got leaked today as well. They yeah, it's still still coming I mean, out.
1: Yeah, they're still they're still giving us dribs and drabs, eh? Like, just fucking do
0: it already, god damn it. Well, this was the whole thing or the least part of it, but they had a stupid yep. face in the middle of it. Yes. Um, all right. That is the, uh, that's everything we got to spruik out. Oh, you know, you can find us on uh, Patreon. If you want to help support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast, become a recurring member, uh, help support the show, pays pays the bills, that sort of thing. Thank you very much. Does, everyone does that. We're very uh, we, grateful. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate the support. Um, anything you want to pimp out for this week that you got going up?
1: um no uh i don't think so i don't know when maybe some elder scrolls online stuff on ign but i don't know when it's going up so hey you know what we didn't talk about
0: did we talk about rainbow six
1: no did you you play it it? no No. i didn't get to play it i was away oh okay uh yeah right first one i've been talking about fucking years
0: yes (laughs) yeah all right um Fair enough. Uh, that is uh, that is it. You can find me, twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. You're at Joby Jojo. Yep. Um, and I guess that is the show. I don't know what we're going to do next week. I don't really have anything planned. So I guess we'll have to figure that out, right? There's not really much coming out, is there? Uh, Not immediately, no. I no. some shit, eh? Erica? No. No? I've heard no that good. Have you? That's an old. That's an old game, right? PlayStation Four game. Is it? Is it just that? Yeah, it's the same. It's it's an old PlayStation Four game. Like, I think PlayStation's porting all their shit to PC these days.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I I thought maybe it was something different, but it does right. look very similar. Yeah, it's the same. Gutted. Oh. Okay then.
0: Have to find something else.
1: Yep, keep digging.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll figure that out. Until then, thanks everyone for listening, and we will see you all next week.
1: Love you. Bye.